Good evening, and welcome to Carrie and Comfort Studios, the second chapter of Iron City by Night, a Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition chronicle set in Birmingham, Alabama. I am your storyteller, Wes Franks, or Brother Wes, and I am so happy that you could all make it here this evening. Some more stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, tonight's uh, episode is titled Night Terrors. Uh, that was influenced and inspired by uh, Birmingham rap artist Kudos. It's K-U-D-O-Z. You can find him on Spotify. You can also find him on Twitter and Instagram at Real Kudos, spelled exactly the same way. Uh, and go check that out. You can also find him on YouTube at, under Real Kudos, and you can see the music video, which was directed by a personal friend of mine, uh, Ellie Stainer. And it's great. It's great. Uh, it's phenomenal. Excellent camera work. Excellent music video. Excellent song. So there's that. Also, um, the music that you heard during the pre-roll uh, was provided to us by The Phasing Octopus, a close friend of mine, a close friend of the stream. Uh, he himself, he has a band camp and a Spotify, as well as a Twitch stream where he streams video games regularly. I think he's playing Persona 3 currently right now. So go ahead and give him a follow, give him a shout out, uh, and go check him out on Bandcamp and Spotify. There's some great stuff. I'm dropping the link right there. Now, like I stated in the first episode, this takes place in the world of darkness. There are mature themes that come up that come about in the world of darkness. Specifically, our players are playing kindred or vampires, which are monsters themselves. So there may be graphic and mature themes, strong language, uh, intense situations, violence, gore, terror, dread, um, uh, romance, maybe? Who knows? So, on behalf of myself and the wonderful cast that is with me, let us tell a vampire story. And welcome back. Before we get started here with our excellent, excellent coterie, let's do a quick recap. Last chapter. Aaron, Books, Madeline, and Altair came together by the hands of fate at Elysium on Halloween night. Hosted by the goth nightclub, Liner, were introduced to a number of power players in the Iron City and learn a bit more about our coterie. They were invited by Prince Alexander Silverson to handle the tracking down of a lone element in Birmingham that has been targeting Kindred in Five Points South. Books learns a bit more about what he has become and that the climax of the Halloween party during the opening of a costume contest, the prize was revealed to be one torpored Laszlo Khan, the Nosferatu whip. And that's immediately where we pick up this session. Now, the very last thing that was said was, you know, the presenting of the prize for the costume contest, and the air gets very still in the room. There's over a hundred people packed into this nightclub, kindred and mortal alike, and their eyes are all focused on that damn home entertainment system with Laszlo Khan in a crucifix-like position with a stake sticking out of his chest, dressed like Freddy Krueger. Venture Primogen Carson Collier is in his Nick Saban outfit, and he is standing there with a clipboard with a bunch of names for costume contestants, and he's staring at the body, 
and he's staring at everybody else in the crowd, and the crowd is staring back at him. Before I go forward, I want to get some gut reactions from you for anything that you're specifically doing, or or oh, yeah. any roles you want yes. to make. Oh yeah. I think as we left off, I had grabbed onto Aaron and told him we needed to leave. Yep. Uh, I am turning around to look behind us, and I'm also sliding my hand into my jacket, and I am saying loud enough for the people on the balcony to hear me, start laughing and clapping. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay, books, Altair, what are you doing? Um, um, I think that I'm... I, I am not sure what to think. I don't know, like, is this supposed to happen? Is that a person? Is this, like, part of it? Um, and so I'm kind of looking. Uh, I guess I would probably look to them, and then I would probably notice that they, they seem concerned. Altair? I would like to have a premonition, please. Is it too soon? No, no, no. It's never too soon for a premonition. Of course not. You know, what's one more masquerade breach thrown on top of this evening? Oh, it's fine. It's uh, No one's gotta know. Y'all are, yeah, it's true. Y'all are just spitballing disciplines all over this Elysium. Okay, so... Again, no one's gotta know. It's fine. Okay, so I need a rouse check, check from you, Altair. And Aaron, I need a wits and awareness from you. Can I activate heightened senses? Of course you can. I did not pass that rouse check, so now I am hungry too. You had one more hunger as the beast is like, ooh, this is my favorite one. Come on, come on. Oh, and look at his neck. Look at Books' neck. It's just out there for everybody. You could just take a little sip. No one would notice. Everybody's eyes are focused on stage. All right, and then heightened senses. I need a wits and resolve check, and you can add your aspects rating. Four successes for the wits and awareness. And then for you, Altair, I'm going to need, for premonition, I need a resolve plus aspects. All right, I got five successes. Five successes? Are you sure that's enough? Uh, <laughs> yes. It's, it better be. All right. Okay. Let me go ahead because I have pre-written some premonitions here for for, oh, for, for for young Altair. So. Oh, perfect. We'll see. Um. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay. So, Altair. You rouse the blood and you get a little bit hungrier and you're and you're peering. You're 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 doing this little tiptoe that Altair does, and you're trying to to reach and grab for little fragments of 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 the scene about you, and with five successes, what you see, you kind of like feel yourself pulled out, and it's raining. And you're in a cemetery, but all the tombstones are smashed except for one. And 
you walk close to it and you see it and etched into it is the prince's name. Um, but it's been spray painted over. Uh, and it says on it, Beggar King in red spray paint. That seems a little bit bloody. You hear crying behind you and you turn around and you see two people. But to be people would be a stretch. They have no face. But you can see tears of blood streaming from their, where their eyes would be. And then dripping onto their... One's wearing a suit, one's wearing a dress. And then you hear laughing behind you. And you turn and you look behind the tom tombstone. And it's kind of like really quick flashes are happening. And then you see what appears to be a... If you've ever seen English Parliament... How they're sitting, where where the where where all of their the their like the prime minister and and all the the, the people in, in in parliament sit that kind of raised seating. You see a very exaggerated, almost like Pink Floyd, the wall kind of exaggeration, like kind of drawing, and you see bats, and they're all snickering and they're laughing and they all have forks and knives in their hands and they're they're doing the whole getting ready for a feast kind of gesture and then they start banging their fists on the seating that they're in and banging in unison and they start cheering fresh meat fresh meat fresh meat and then you're pulled out of it Aaron you are scanning everything you got four successes yes um so i'll give you some stuff and then i'll give you a opportunity to ask like a question or two if you want to anything specific um scan the crowd there's pockets of like people that look confused there's some frat boys that look amused um you see bikers near the bar back towards the front door um, and you see what you can tell now is dotted here and there some kindred because they look horrified yeah. compared to everybody else who either looks confused, amused, or just trying to figure out what the play here is for this whole, if is this a trick or a treat? Um, and then you like turn your head and you say the smile, like laugh and clap laugh and mm -hmm. clap and you're expecting there to be somebody like almost in like your head you imagine there to be almost like a brutus figure standing with a knife behind the prince's back and the only people you see back there are some security that are making their way towards the prince and you see gregory reuters and you see his child miriam uh, and they're whispering to each other back over by the ch by the door, so they haven't seen anything that's happened. Um, and you see a skinnier guy wearing a suit with a devil's mask, like a like a cartoon devil, but it's raised up on his head, and he's currently sitting in a chair, feet crossed, tapping into a phone completely absorbed into whatever he's doing on his phone there. There doesn't seem to be any 
maliciousness or anything like that. You can also start hearing Silverson, who is staring at the stage, and he has dropped his his faux Gary Oldman accent, and he has dropped the faux Southern, like, old governor accent that he was doing for a little bit, and you can just hear him go, here, right here, right here, in my Elysium, right here, boogeyman, boogeyman, it's their back, their back, their back, their back, their back, their back. Um, and he just kind of keeps on repeating that over and over again. And then you say clap and smile, clap, clap and laugh. And Jada Velasco, the sheriff, who was wearing a leather jacket with a, like the Jason Voorhees masks. She too has the Jason Voorhees masks on top of her head. She's like about to like grab the prince's crook of his arm, but then she starts clapping and then I do need to uh, clarify from last episode. I did say Jada Velasco twice for two different kindred. Um, Grace Wilmington is the Bruja primogen that was dressed like Ghost Left Eye Lopez. So I just had to clarify that um, for my own sake uh, and for everybody else's at home. Um, but she immediately starts clapping and going and like chuckling. And you see Carson look towards the balcony and then look towards the crowd and you see and in books you see a shift as every single person in the crowd except for a few people look towards him and he goes well y'all wouldn't think it'd be a Halloween without a trick now would you there's a treat somewhere back there and he starts laughing and then people start laughing too and the prince is still going, they're back, they're back, they're back, they're back. They're I back. would like to make a stupid decision. <laughs> I don't I think you have to ask for a permission for that. Uh, I, I love stupid first, decisions. First I, first, I would like to make wits and resolve to see if I do this, what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking. Mm. Can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. Uh, I am making wits and resolve to see if I do this stupid thing. Okay, go for uh, it. I, I'm, yep. <laughs> Okay, uh, what is the configuration that my dear cousin and Whip is in right now? Uh, so his wrists are zip-tied to the cables that are holding the platform um, that was holding the home entertainment system. So um, is, he, is he free, like free-hanging? His, his ankles have been zip-tied together. And this, like, this fought, like, this faux, like, crucifix like position and his and his tongue is kind of lolled out a little bit and his head's leaned back and the 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 fedora the freddy krueger fedora has fallen off his head and the ground is below him uh it is it's the it's the 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 solid uh wood of the stage and am i am i tall enough that if i stood on that stage could I reach his hands? You would, okay, to get to him, so you're up on a balcony, so you would have to hop down or run oh, down I know. the stairs. Oh, I know. goodness. I, okay. I want to make sure, just from, from my vantage point, if visually what I'm thinking would work height-wise. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not, like, up in the air okay. on this thing. Like, That's what I wanted to make sure. Like, when they were lowering down this platform with this prize on it to show off for this costume contest, uh, they had settled on the ground. 
because somebody was, whoever was running the rigging behind stage was just like, I'm doing this one job. I have to get to my tape marker on my rope where I hit it. And then, then I can, and I can set it right there. Like if, if you've been a tech theater nerd, then you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am going to uh, activate silence of death and unseen passage. So I will make my rouse check for that. Perfect. Uh, I pass. I okay. do not get hungrier. Okay. And I am going to take off and use soaring leap and weight of feather to jump down onto the stage and get behind him. Not and then I, standing behind him, I am disgusted with myself, going to puppeteer his hands to do a little jazz hand so people get in on the joke. Okay, so you got your rouse check. Soaring leap, weigh the feather. Okay, so I need, so you can just, okay, you've got soaring leap down. You've got Unseen Passage and Silence of Death. All right, so I do need to get a Wits and Survival check from you. Yep, that is uh, three successes, two critical. Perfect. All right. All right. Got it. All right. So you immediately just, Aaron, you feel Madeline's hand get out of the crook of your arm, and she's no longer there books you were looking over the crowd everybody's laughing you're like what the fuck is going on and like you look over towards madeline madeline's gone madeline you hop on the balcony rail because to where you were at position wise mm -hmm. you would have to leap into the crowd and you do a quick like on the pads of your like up by your toes on the pads of your foot up by your toes run along the railing making sure not to trip over the banner that's hanging over. Then you get to the to where you're on the edge of the stage and you go and jump and then catch yourself on a um like a a a light fixture set like like a like a pylon that was holding a light fixture set so that you can just drop yourself quietly onto the stage and then you make your way up behind uh Laz dear cousin Laszlo and um, you grab his hands to make the puppeting motion I do need you to make me hmm. and I will say because since there are all eyes on on Carson right now go ahead and make yeah, me this is to distract anyone who might still be looking at him give me a manipulation and performance check because you're essentially okay. using him as a puppet yeah Uh, that is going to be four successes. Four, one, one critical. Four successes. Okay. Dope. Um, all right. There's some hanger-ons in the back. There's, there, that are just like, I, I don't get it. And then you start doing the puppet hands and you do the, the fingers like uh, the snick, the the snick, 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 snick thing that Freddy would always do in the movies, and he realized that, oh God, he has real knives. He made this glove. He didn't. He didn't go and get like a glove from from a spirit Halloween. Like he I'm probably not surprised made this. by him at all. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of the kindred look kind of horrified. You can definitely tell now, especially that are in the crowd. Uh, and you can tell specifically just because you've had some run-ins with them and you've noticed them, 
Um, there is one that stands out to you in the back. I will give it to you just because you're focused directly towards them and it's kind of leans into it. Um, but there is, um, Marcus Wyndham who is part of the night crew that's just standing in the back, uh, with a, with a beer in his hand and he starts laughing loudly and some of the kindred start laughing loudly as well. After, after you start doing it, they, they start leaning into it too. I'm going to let go as the ruse has been created. Okay. And I am going to quietly, with Silence of Death and all this sneaky shit, mm -hmm. um, sort of get around to where I can get a better vantage point on what's happening. Okay. Is there somewhere I could duck into? Give me a wits and awareness real quick. Altair, books, Aaron. Um, security team is starting to move towards the prince, and he's not moving. Jade is trying to grab him, and he's like, five successes? Okay, mm -hmm. we'll get right back to that here real quick. Five successes, I'll make a note. And, but they're like, he's just standing there going, they're back, the boogeymen are back, they're back. They're back. I knew they'd come back. They're back. And, um, and Jada is going, Prince, we need to get out of here. Prince, Prince, calm down. And then he stops and he looks dead at you, Aaron. And he goes, you four, three, where did Madeline go? You four, you three. Walk with me real quick. And he turns and he starts walking, heading towards the stairs. Um, and like, he's like, do you three follow him? I immediately fall into step. Uh, does the sheriff move with him? The sheriff does move with him. I'm going to move directly to her side. And while we're moving, just say, let me know how I can help quietly to her. Um, he starts making his way towards like the main staircase, but then he kind of turns and goes towards a door that says employees only um, on it and has an exit sign over it. Uh, Altair and Books, are you following along? Yeah, I think uh, Altair first looks to Books to make sure that he goes like first and then uh, he would follow along. I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to follow, but I want to like take a real quick glance out into the crowd and see if I see that woman. If I could just see, see if I... Go ahead and give me a wits and awareness check there. Which I'm not great at. That, I believe, is a messy critical. <sighs> okay. Um, Altair, you're checking to make sure books comes along. And you see how many successes with your messy critical? Is it just, just two successes? Yeah. Two successes? Oh, yeah, two critics. Okay. So you turn and you look out into the crowd as you're about to turn and walk off. And you're, you're peering, your eyes are peering, and you're looking the hardest that you've ever looked before in your life. And you're focused on it. And your heart kind of skips a beat because you think you see her. her. Her shaved head, she's wearing, her, her cloak is like down, her hood of her cloak is down, and she seems to be walking towards the front entrance to leave the building. Um, Altair, 
um, and everyone else that's up here on the balcony. The prince stops because he notices that Books has stopped, and he turns and he goes, Come on, Books, haven't you ever seen West Wing? Walk and talk. Let's go. Let's go, okay? Walk and talk. And Books turns and looks at the prince out here, and Books's eyes have gone animalistic in a way. Like they they're 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 like almost like a hawk's eyes really, or a cat's. It's kind of a weird combination. One seems off, and, like, one has the eye color, like, books as brown eyes, like, before, but one is starting to, like, have, like, the yellow, the amber starting to grow out a little bit, and like, he, his nostrils are flaring as if he's, like, trying to track something, and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's, he's focused, and he, and he looks pissed off, too, a little bit that he's being interrupted like this yeah uh altair will seeing this he will kind of stand like walk up next to books like put a very gentle like arm around him and try to slowly guide him and like as he does he'll kind of lean in and say we should really go you don't want to keep the prince waiting um uh i I, I I guess I'll try to sort of resist the feeling mm-hmm. and just kind of just try to will myself to just keep following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard, but you but you, you you know that Altair's right, and you start walking along. Madeline, you got a five on your wits and awareness check to find some place to stealth off to. I just need to hide long enough to send a text message. You find a backstage. The backstage area is is not too large. Uh, it's pretty sparse. It's a music venue. It's not for like theater or anything like that. Um, but you do see there is a little annexed off room that just seems to be a couple of those um, paper um, dividers. That, that they have in dressing rooms sometimes. It's probably meant for a, a quick change of costume or something. Um, and you peek your head in, and you notice there's nobody there, and you go to step behind it and kind of like make yourself one with the wall. When you go back around it, since you got a five, um, you notice there's somebody wearing a hoodie, a uh, hood up, that it made their way towards the green room. That seemed kind of out of place. Everybody else seems to be in costume, but this just seems to be some person wearing like some Nikes and then some black chinos and a gray hoodie with their hood up. Um, but like you go and you nestle yourself in to send your text message. What text are you sending? I can't remember from last episode. Did we all exchange numbers already? Nope. I don't think nope. so. So who on the council's number do I have? Who? From, from my connections. From your connections? I would say the people just taking in their general age and I just how, need the, the highest up ranking person. That would probably be Hannah Clifton, Nosferatu Primogen. You probably okay. have like a like a backdoor like you use a signal but it rewrite reroutes through different uh like different IP the tower the cell yeah. towers and stuff like that. So I'm going to text Hannah. Okay. Um Whip, Torpor, Night Crew, Anarch, 
they did this, Ooh. alert the prince immediately. All right. And I'm going to uh, then head to look at that person that is suspicious. Uh, okay. Um, you start making your way there stealthily, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're going to go back up to the balcony going towards the door. Security opens up the door, and almost like it is a scene from the West Wing, the prince starts going, All right, I'm going to need every single entrance covered here. Mortals can leave. Kindred have to stay. If there's any of them that tried to leave, then we're going to have to make sure that security stops them. All right, Grace, this is your place. I need to get your security on top of that. She goes, You've got it, Chief. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, I need an update real quick on who that was. Was that, was that, Le and then Hannah... Clifton goes, the Nosferatu Primogen. You're all walking into this room. Well, uh, this it's a stairwell, um, and they start walking down the stairwell, and you three are just kind of following along. And um, he goes, he goes, I have to get out of here. I'm going to go into hiding, very, very deep hiding. I don't want them to find me, and I know it's them. It smells just like them. That nobody else would try to strike an Elysium. Um, he goes, Jada. I'm going to need you to look and see if there's any other cells left here from, from the boogeyman. Uh, and Jada goes, the boogeyman? He goes, you know what I'm talking about. And you make your way towards the bottom of the steps. Uh, and the security opens another door and you see uh, Escalade pull up. And he stops and he turns before he gets towards the Escalade. And he goes, you three. Consider yourself hired. I'm going to need you on the job. You're not leaving this building. Gather clues. Books. Actually. Hmm. And he taps his foot a little bit. And he goes, I'm going to need a report on everybody that wasn't from town in here that came, that didn't present themselves. Pointing at Jada. And then looks back at you three. I need you to see whatever you can find in 48 hours and bring it back to me immediately. Roger that. Books. Excellent, excellent contacts. I don't know when you put them in, but those are excellent contacts. You're getting in the spirit of Halloween. I didn't even have to grab you a Halloween costume. It's wonderful. You look amazing. You also have 48 hours to consider my offer to you. After that, I'm sorry to be so, you know, so br brusque about it. But, I mean, it's business, and business is a booming. All right. And he goes to, like, hold out his hand to shake your hand. Uh... I shake it and I say, I, I, I prefer you being straight up than the whole slave owner accent. <laughs> he, he like, he like grabs your hand and he does the, 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 the preacher after Sunday sermon, double class bit. And he goes, noted, I won't use that accent with you anymore. And he shakes his hand. And he goes, I appreciate you appreciating my honesty and everything and being direct. Aaron. It's been a pleasure, and he does a salute to you. Altair ruffles your hair and goes, keep doing whatever you're doing, kid. I like it. You've got moxie. All right, take me out of here. And he just gets in the Escalade. And I just stand there and wait for him to go. The, the Escalade yeah. pulls off, and like the rest of the primogen that were standing around you and the sheriff and you guys are just kind of standing there starting to it's starting to pick up a little bit more in rain and they just kind of sigh and then jada goes uh you heard him get to work wouldn't want to be in your position and then you see her pull out a walkie-talkie and starts walking and talking with grace back inside the building 
Um, Madeline. Yep. Uh, you're making your way towards that door that you saw the person in the hood wearing, like, wearing the hood, uh, the, the hoodie walk into. Um, go ahead and just give me a, uh, nah. Now you're fine. It's not too crowded back here at all. Um, you're kind of dexterously moving, making sure you don't touch anybody. Um, the door isn't closed. It's kind of propped open a little bit, just so people can move like cables and stuff in and out. Uh, or if musicians are carrying their instruments, like guitars and stuff, they don't have to worry about dealing with all of that. Um, and you make your way through it. You come out to a back hallway, the same back hallway that Aaron uh, came into. Uh, but it's further down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice that there is now security, not wearing the purple suits like the prince's security, but just wearing regular suits, um, making their way towards an exit to your right at the end. Um, there's been people cleared out of this hallway to your left. You see there's the green room door. And then there's a door that leads to a set of double doors that um, lead outside to where bands load in, load their equipment in and out of. Um, that's on the back end of the alleyway. Um, and you see Gray Hoodie making their way towards those doors. I am going to make my way towards Gray Hoodie. All right. Uh, are you going to be doing this very stealthily yes i still have a uh unseen passage and silence of death perfect perfect you love to see it okay you love to not see it (laughs) all right perfect um i've got to make a roll here real quick Uh uh-oh um you're quickly making your way down the hall. Whoever they are, don't seem to notice you at all. As um, they've got their right hand in their hoodie pocket, and the left hand reaches out and opens up the, the left double door as you make your way out. Okay, I am going to try and... Is it possible, like, how... Are these doors heavy enough that I could slink out while he's going through after he's opened it yeah yeah it's one of those like he like because he seems to just be like pushing it open like just like all the way open like he's in a hurry or like they're in a hurry um and um and it's just going like just just not even focus and it's like a slow kind of close like a hydraulic and if you push it if they push it any harder then it probably would have like that magnetic lock at the top that holds it open so pe- they can wheel in amps and stuff in and out of here so it's not like a metal door. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come out behind him, get around to the front close enough. Do I recognize him at all? Um, when you get around him, you do notice it's a him. And he's got, he's got a slight frame. Like, Somebody that is recovering from substance abuse kind of frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stops right before you. 
And you're almost like, oh, shit, does he see me? But it's that that looking through you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't notice you as he stops and he pulls his hand out of his hoodie jacket. And it's a soft pack of light filtered cigarettes. And he puts one in and grabs a lighter and then does the cup thing to light his cigarette. And then, like, takes a drag and, like, kind of, it's like eyes kind of darting, not realizing you don't recognize whoever this this guy is. Okay. And uh, he kind of does like a, <sighs> and goes, all right, and then starts uh, to make his way walking forward. Walking forward towards. Towards you. Oh, where you cut around, yeah, where you cut around to like get get a look at his face. I'm going to step to the side just enough to let him through. Okay. But continue watching him. Uh, and to give you a little bit of details on him, because you couldn't really tell hair color, mm-hmm. but eyes, uh, a little bit bloodshot in the corners, but not too bad. Uh, heavy bags, um, had red eyebrows, um, like, like naturally red hair eyebrows. Um, scraggly scruff, a little bit thicker than mine, which is a mixture of brown and red, uh, gaunt facial features. What was his skin complexion like? Uh, pale? A certain level of pale? You would have to, it was kind of shadowed in the hoodie, so it could be leaning towards that way, but you would have to, like, do a little bit more investigation to see. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to follow him unless it looks like his wandering is aimless. Okie dokie. If he has like a set, like if, if he seems to be walking with purpose, I'm going to still follow. Got it. Um, you three. West Wing gang. Um... You just got done talking with Chief of Police Silverson. Um, uh, or, you know, insert uh, police, government official, whatever title here. Um, and the primogen have hardly, like, filed inside. Um, seemingly satisfied that most of them don't have to deal with whatever the fuck just happened inside. And that it has been bestowed upon you three, the experts. Yes, experts. That's us. Great. I I'm gonna just turn and look at Altair as I'm walking back inside and be like Who should we go talk to? Uh well we could see who what which of the council is left. Um we can try to find any any kindred uh you can tell that he does not have a plan at all okay um. <laughs> it's more of a <clears throat> okay all right all right fine um i'm not real sure what we're supposed to be doing here we we need to start <laughs> talking to people and figuring out who knows what about what just happened but i don't know any of you fuckers so yeah 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 we will we'll, we'll just just I'll, I'll point them out, Altair says, because um, I assume that he would be able to recognize any 
primogen as long as they're not in a costume that like completely obscures their face um i think one of the first things he's gonna do as they like step back in um do i see anyone with um since the unseen do i see anyone trying to hide uh go ahead and give me a wits or intelligence plus auspics and i believe that's free is sweet also just for my notes what hunger are you at right now altair two two we'll get there don't worry if only all right let's see that is six successes no eight successes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see so well, guys. You see God. Um, <laughs> God. Damn. All right. Um, here, one second. I got a crit. That's why. <laughs> you see me blink through a window. <laughs> uh, you're looking about, trying to see if anybody's hiding. Um, and nobody at first, but then you notice behind some dumpsters... You see uh, two pairs of feet behind a dumpster, like underneath it, and one is has like a sh- tint to it, like a shimmery tint to it. Tint. Okay. Um, I think seeing that Altera will silently kind of like elbow Aaron and like point towards the uh, the dumpster. I see it. Uh, you do see the dumpster. Do I see anything else out of the ordinary with my uh, mine eyes? It looks kind of normal, and then Altair's like does the 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 the, the tug thing on the sleeve and goes, and then points like beneath it, and then you see one pair of feet just chilling, Walk. kind of moving behind I the start- dumpster walking over there you start walking over there yeah clomp 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 uh do you turn the corner around kind of like a confronting like aha kind of thing no more of a like doors and corners oh okay so you do the whole okay <laughs> so you do the whole yeah so you, you yeah, kinda, and i have my gun in my hand at this point oh, I'm outside. So, so, so you yeah yeah okay so 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 the, the strap has been pulled um the gun is in hand and you do the whole check your corner and at first you don't notice it and you just see a person like leaned up against the edge of like the of the wall and like in between the dumpster and, and like the brick wall that it's beside and then you notice there's somebody feeding off of them is it anyone that i saw inside uh, no, decidedly. I'm going to glance over my shoulder quickly. Who's still outside? Uh, right now it is books, Altair, and further down the way, you're in like a, not like an alleyway, but it's like a behind a billet building, like mm-hmm. drive through alleyway, uh, a little bit larger than an alleyway. Um, you see there are a couple of people that work for the, for the club. 
that are like having a smoke break. Okay, I'm just gonna wave Altair and books toward me, but like obviously in the like move forward, stay quiet way. Is this the same alley I went back out into? No, you're in a smaller alley. Yeah, you're yeah you. So if I was to do a square like this, mm-hmm. they're right here in this alleyway. You're in this alleyway. Okay. She's in the alley I parked my bike in. Correct. So okay. that is one thing that you do see, Madeline, is you do see okay. a very nice motorcycle that that seems like it's seen the road, but it doesn't look rough at all. And I'm going to remember a certain gentleman I saw earlier in a motorcycle jacket, and I'm going to park myself on that motorcycle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, yeah, like the homie that you've you've been following, he's making his way down the alleyway, and he's like kind of shifting his shoulders a little bit in the hoodie because it's raining. And he stops at the mouth of the alleyway, kind of looks left, right, and then turns left towards the front of the building. Um, Yeah, Aaron, uh, books, Altair, you see Aaron gesture towards over. As if to come back inside? No, towards me towards down the alley. Him. Oh, down the alley. Yeah, down the alley. And it's kind of like that militaristic, like, move forward, one finger. Oh, up. okay, yeah. I, I will I will definitely follow. And... Um, before I follow, sorry to interrupt. Um, can I activate Cloak of Shadows? Oh, can you? Of course you can. Well, that's while standing motionless. Cloak of oh, Shadows, you're right, you have, you're right, yeah, you're you have right, to be standing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Disregard. Uh, Altair will uh, move forward, attempting to be quiet. <laughs> Perfect. Just kind of, kind of stepping. Uh, go ahead and give me a. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Dexterity, stealth, the both of you's. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Um. Question. <laughs> I've got a specialty Ooh, for oh. stealth against kindred. Oh, okay. Yes, go ahead and roll with that specialty. <laughs> Yay. While they're doing that, I would like to quietly as well approach this person who's feeding. Okay. Level my gun at the back of their head and then pull the hammer back audibly. <laughs> Great. Um, one die on that and it was a success. <clears throat> Yo, one success. Okay. I got three successes. Yo, three successes. <laughs> Look at me. Um, they're both succeed because the person is feeding. Um, and I'll say now that you know, so they're wearing a rain jacket. Um, it's a yellow raincoat. Okay. Um, looks like a, like like a like a sailor's raincoat, like an old salty fisherman's raincoat. And they are wearing waders and boots. So they could be dressed up like the dude from the fish, frozen fish. Yeah. Yeah. So they could theoretically be in costume or warding, just have terrible fashion sense. Yeah. Either way. It's it's a toss up on Halloween night with Kindred. Um, uh, And you two move up to like be stealthily beside Aaron at the dumpster. And then Aaron immediately just like turns around, like turns the corner and levels a pistol at the back of this this guy's head, and it's a lar- it's a rather large. It's nineteen eleven. <laughs> yeah, r- r- rather large uh, uh, pistol, and pulls the hammer back on it and like click, click. 
like like he does it slowly effectively um like it's a tarantino film um and then that slurping noise that was kind of quiet that you could kind of hear when you moved up close it kind of stops and you just hear if you're gonna try to rob me then I gotta tell you, you're not gonna find anything. I'll give you three seconds to keep on stepping and act like you didn't see shit. Alternatively, sir, we have some questions on behalf of the prince. Shit. One moment, doll. I'll be right back with you. And you see, like, a kind of you know older gentlemen's hands mm -hmm. they start to get those liver spots liver spots and also it's something uh the adipose like an adipose tissue kind of mm -hmm. like it's non-cancerous tumor in the hands where it's just a collective of adipose tissue like these bumps that kind of form on their hands you see a hand like that um, pale, not long fingernails. They're not well kept, but not long fingernails. And slowly, this person turns, and you see, dressed like a fisherman, it seems. He's probably going for like a the fog look, kind of like one of those ghosts, because he's mm -hmm. wearing a fisherman's like a watch cap. Yep. Um, and he's got white tufts of hair sticking out the side of it, and he's got no lips, but, like, no lip lips, but lips mm -hmm. that are kind of peeled back, patchwork skin, um, misty eyes, um, and just a mess of red on his face. Altair, can you give me a just a difficulty two uh willpower check as you can smell that 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 vitae in the in the air. I'm also at hunger two Ooh, yes, please do. You're right up close to him. And I will say that the blood smells quite choleric. If that's a preference for anyone. Uh, okay, I, like, kind of nailed it. <laughs> kind of nailed it? Yeah, I got, like, so many successes. All right, yeah. <laughs> like, way more than two. Am I rolling again? Sorry. Willpower, check. Willpower, yeah. Uh, you hear that voice in the back of your head going, like, like, ah, he's not gonna, leftovers. He's not, what is he gonna do? Walk and, like, take it away with him, Altair? And you're like, no, no, it's not mine, it's his food. I don't even, you know. Three successes. Yeah. So, and then Aaron, you're 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 doing business. And Thank he, <laughs> and he turns and he goes, "I don't fucking recognize you." You wouldn't. Oh fuck! And he like kind of like grimaces, and you can see he's got like shark teeth almost. And he's like. I don't fucking recognize you either, looking at books. And he looks at you, Altair, and he goes, You? I've seen your ass around a time or two. Daddy let you out? 
I don't think he says anything to that. He just looks a little uncomfortable. I just smile. I believe a uh, cousin of yours had an unfortunate accident inside. And the prince would like us to see if anyone saw anything. Have you been out here the, all night? Cousins. I ain't got no fucking cut. Oh. You're using that coded speak. That fucking mumbo jumbo that each of my kind just go around and say, Cousin. Hello, cousin. Hello, cousin. Uh, miss me with that bullshit, please. Yeah, I've been out here all night. You know, we're in a college town. It's Halloween. We're at a nightclub. Plenty of co-eds trying to go home. I'm gonna glance at my companions. You know this Joker? Do I recognize Out him here, at all? Out here, you have no fucking clue who this who this kid yeah. is at all. <laughs> Definitely Nosferatu. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, Altair just, I, I just shakes don't. his head. <laughs> Look, I was enjoying a nice meal before taking my ass inside and watching this costume contest. And you see, you're kind of interrupting it. Yeah, and he, and he looks I am. Back over at the seemingly like around 40 year old woman wearing like a nurse outfit and goes he goes she's gonna get mildly lonely she might wake up and it's gonna be really jarring for her if she sees four of us instead of one you know yeah it, it would be really unfortunate if that happened so why don't you come with us go ahead and make me a Intimidation and we're going to say charisma. Manipulation. Okay. No, manipulation. I like that a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> I had second thoughts. Intimidation plus gun. <laughs> How about intimidation plus pistol whip? Yeah. <laughs> It's my favorite discipline in the game, is gun. I'll take four. Four? Crit. He goes, um... I guess I'll do. You, you, missed, you missed a spot. Was, oh, never mind, never mind. I apologize. With yeah, us, please. You're a funny fucking guy. All right, sweetums, get home safe. Lead the way to your little... I guess you're interrogating. Are you cops, by the way? Are you a cop? He looks at you, books. You don't smell like a fucking cop. I'm definitely not a cop, um, but seems like right now that's like the last thing that is relevant. You know, and he... Looks over at you, Altair. If he was a cop, he would have to tell me. You know that, right? <laughs> Lead the Are way. Are they even trying to be quiet? 
No, you can kind of no. you can kind of hear them echoed. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna slink my way over there and just watch for a second of just. Do mm -hmm. I recognize this guy? Yeah, this is Doyle. He's kind of new to the scene. Um, he just came to town about six months ago, uh, because he was run out of of New Orleans. Um, he says it was bad gambling debts, but if you probably got into contact with anybody, you'd probably find that it's not gambling at all. It's probably something a lot more menacing. He's, he's the kind of type that's probably been run out of a lot of different domains. Does Aaron still have his gun up? Yeah. I'm just going to sneak up behind Aaron. And I'm just going to very lightly in his ears just... Go ahead and do it, sugar. Ain't nobody gonna fucking miss him. <laughs> do do I see Madeline sneaking up? Yeah, yeah since the unseen, yeah, with your with your with your with your god vision. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. eyes that see everything. Okay, yeah, you've got you've gone to the avatar state right now. You're like, uh. <laughs> I think Altair sees it, but doesn't do anything. I just start laughing. <laughs> he goes. Why the fuck you laughing? You gonna escort me or something? Walk, jackass. <sighs> fuck you. And he starts walking. I don't even fucking know why I'm walking. Why I even come to this shithole? I could have gone down the tin roof and had me a couple frat boys and it would have been easier. And he's Sorry. like, he's like, just, I'm just, I'm just having, I am dreaming about just me having him. <laughs> um, when we get back over towards the door, I'm gonna push him inside. Um, you just push him, and he's like, it's it's unaware. So I'm not gonna make you roll for it. And he just, just like, like, I just not like a shove, yeah. but just like a guide him in, but not super gently. Easy, easy. Watch the merchandise, all right? I had to get this off of a fisherman from Shreveport, and let me tell you, it was very hard not to make any rips in it. I'm sure it was. Anyway, uh, as they're walking back towards the building, I think Altair is going to kind of lean in kind of towards where Maddie is standing <laughs> and just whisper very quietly to her um, just to, to fill her in. Like uh, the prince wants us to, um, to to talk to to everyone and, and, and try to, to find out what happens in 48 hours. Alright, cool. So he didn't really give a shit to go on then. No, and, and, and then he, he, he's going into hiding, he says. Yeah, he fucked off. I got it. He, he said, no. Oh, fuck. Told him to let all the kind hey. go, keep all the kindred here. Hey, 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 hey. I think me and, and Dreadlocks over here are in the same thing. Who are you fucking whispering to, Okay. Just shut up. I am um, going to break my unseen passage to come out and just clock him <laughs> in the mouth. Okay. Not not to oh, legitimately shit. do any damage, but to shut him the fuck up. Go ahead and just roll me a strength and brawl. Where the hell real quick. did you come from? Just real quick. Just look. Oh, uh, I just right. quietly. Strength too. and brawl, you said? Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's make it dexterity and brawl. Oh. Because it, it is a little bit more of a. You're, you're not trying to put power behind it. You're trying to put. Oh yeah, no, I have more dice than this. <laughs> yeah, it's trying while, to be. While she, she does that, I'm unfazed. I just turn to look at books. Uh, some of us can turn invisible. 
Well, so, of course. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that is going to be six successes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> to clock him in the jaw. Got it. Yeah. And would I remember his name? Uh, it's, yeah, it's Doyle. It's kind of hard to forget that because nobody in this fucking town yeah. is named Doyle. So I'm just going to clock him and just shake my hand and go, shut the fuck up for once in your life, Doyle. Just real quick, you, you, like, you just, like, just real quick, like, Madeline <laughs> comes out and just, like, like, as soon as there's a contact with <laughs> homie's jaw, and he just goes, oh, fuck, <laughs> and I, I think, you know how hard it got to fucking get these teeth like this? You know uh, how hard it is to fucking listen to you? Oh. Now shut up and go inside. Of course. It's you. They told me about you. The matron of Sloss Furnace. Oh. He starts He's walking up those right. steps. Questions later. Uh, more importantly, all the kind were let go. All the kindred were made to stay. Security's on top of that. We need to talk to people and figure out if anyone knows what happened. I don't fucking know who to start with. I saw a guy walk out back. Gray hoodie. Don't know shit about him other than he seems nervous as hell. He went around the front of the building, though. I couldn't really get much of a beat on him. Shit. Uh, so as, as far as we know... The only people left are Kindred. Uh, if they've managed to clear it out already, yeah, I'd be a little surprised. What, what um, what he kind of was hinting at was that mortals are allowed to leave if they want to, but keep going as business as usual. But if a Kindred okay. tries to leave, then uh, keep them. Find a way to okay. to delay them to keep them from leaving. Okay. Um. I. Um, are there any known anarchs here? Yep. Okay. I glance around briefly. Are we alone? Ex Other than Doyle. Except for, yeah, you've made your way up to the top of the staircase. Uh, and, like, towards the the VIP balcony. Okay. Um, that door's closed. But, yeah, there doesn't seem to be anybody around. I think there's probably a security guard on the other side of the door. That's making sure nobody gets out that way. Are there any suspected Sabat? Is that a Sorry. question to us? That's a, yeah, that's that was a question to you. Okay. It's a question specifically to Madeline. Oh, okay. Now, as far as I know, the Anarchs that I know are here are a group that call themselves the Night Crew. Clever fucking name. Oh, the bikers? Yeah, they show up in my haven all the goddamn time like they don't think another Kendra's going to be living there. I've heard of them. Okay. Um, yeah. They're the ones here, and they were getting a real fucking chuckle out of my cousin. Well, that could not necessarily mean they're behind it, but. I don't think they are, but I am fine with letting that be the investigation that others go on. Four less Anarchs is four less Anarchs. Okay. Um, point them out to me when we get inside, but I want to go talk to the sheriff. What's her name, Jada? Yeah, yeah. I need a moment. So if, um, correct me if I'm wrong, 
but can I use sense the beast to like to basically like as like a kindred radar to like see who is like who has the beast mm-hmm. so basically to differentiate between yeah, who yeah. Is, and also can I use it do I have to like target someone or can I just like use it in like a wide area it's it's kind of at my discretion from what I've okay. kind of noticed but like that that depends on the dif- difficulty of the role I would I would say um uh depending on like yeah like how how many people you want to use it on would probably lend to the, the difficulty of the role okay um are we did we go inside yet we were about to about to did, did anyone else want to do anything before we all walk through the store is the music going again yeah the music is uh, you can hear it's 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 like a like a halloween playlist it, it, you can kind of assume that the costume contest is about to wrap up okay and you can hear the the there there's you can hear like the the, the lingering like echo of carson saying names um and then like Doyle's like, whoa, 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 fucking Sabat, Night Crew, fucking what happened? You want me to get your mouth again? Because I will. Hey, hey, okay, okay, maybe just, later. This time I'll take it as a trophy. You shut up. I just like hold my finger up like this, almost directly in his face. This is, and look, I look at books in Altair because I don't know how baby Altair is. This is not going to be fun. Was it was it fun before? Less fun. I um No, I I agree. <laughs> I'm going to turn and I'm going to open the door and I'm going to gesture to Doyle. After you, sir. Hey! And like he walks in and he looks at the security guard. It's the uh, the guy with the mullet that looks like Val Kilmer from Heat. <laughs> Again, and he's like, "Hey, check out these fucking digs! Hey, they got—is that real fucking leather? All right, this is what you've been holding out on. I've been eating chicks in the back hallway alleyway when I could have been having me some fucking shrimp cocktail." Aaron, I'm gonna take his mouth. Alter's like looking at Aaron, like stop it. (laughs) He doesn't have much of one left, so you do what you want. And I'm just gonna reach out and I'm gonna grab him by the back of the neck. He goes, he's, he's like, hey, 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 last I heard this is Elysium and you can't hit me, hit me, okay? And I'm going to guide him towards, do I see the sheriff anywhere? Uh, not currently, not up okay. here. Yep. I'm going to guide him towards the back of the VIP area where we went earlier, not towards the main floor. Gently. Got it, got it. He, he's, he's moving the whole time. He's like, is this how you treat every guest? Look, all right, I've got rights too, you know, Okay. You know, I presented myself before the head hey, cheese. You got a right chart. to rough. You got a right to remain silent, and I am about to make that permanent. <laughs> I found the cop. I found the cop. Okay, 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 okay. I would, Not a cop. I'm can a- I just be like, hey, bud? Um, don't you think it'd just be a good idea to just, just for the moment, just, just calm down. We got something that we got to take care of. Go ahead and roll me. Roll me persuasion and manipulation. Or eh, you know what you're putting some you're putting some butter on it so uh, charisma. All right. Charisma persuasion. Yep. What was Mullet's name? Uh, you didn't hear a name. 
Okay. But you can probably ask him. He seems pleasant enough for. I'm gonna look. That's only two. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he kind of like looks at you and he goes, "Now that's more like it." You see, I only act out like this because I've got a condition, you see. I like to rile people up. My therapist back in the 60s said that it was uh, an ism of some sort. I don't know, or uh, pathy or something like that. I don't know, I ate the broad. But yeah, yeah, okay, you ask nicely, I'll relax. This guy's just like yeah. full of shit, right? <laughs> Can I, can yeah, I you can do, yeah, you can do Wits Insight. Okay. I'm gonna also actually take you up on that. I'm curious. Let's see. Swirling is hard. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're the, the life of the party, but uh, four successes. Maybe later. I'm gonna look at um, Mullet. You got five. Five successes. Um, surprisingly... Probably everything leading up to this has been a lot of bullshit coming out of his mouth, but probably not so sure on the ism or the pathy thing, but definitely is not lying about eating his therapist or a therapist. He's probably eaten a therapist at some point. Um, Yeah. Not surprised. Uh, um, I didn't catch your name earlier. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, It's Terrence. Nice to meet you. Terrence. Yeah, you too. Um, where did Jada go? Oh, Miss Velasco. Yes, no, she went downstairs. She wanted to go check the security camera footage. Okay. Is there anything I can help you with? You need me to grab somebody in the crowd? Put them in a room? Do you need me to put this guy in a room? Yes. Okay. Come here, bud. He goes, hey, 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 why are people touching me and grabbing me? I can walk. All right, hey. Buddy, dreadlocks. We were supposed to be friends. You were supposed to come on. And then, like, Terrence just, like, drags him off. He's like, come on. He's like, I will eat you. <laughs> and then, like, as the door I, I'm going to turn to books. watch that try to happen. I'm going to turn to books and just be like, you're going to find out a lot of us are real pieces of shit. Oh. I'm going to turn around and start walking away. <laughs> Loaded. Follow him. Follow Aaron. All right. Where are you going? Uh, security room. You make your way down the security room. Uh, the crowd is picked back up again. Uh, Carson has just announced a winner. And it's like, and your winner of the 2020 Samhain Masquerade Ball Costume Contest is... Where's Cousin's body? Um, Cousin's body is still on the platform. But he's torpored and stable. Torpored and stable, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still chilling there. I don't think they're going to take him off until they can close the curtain. Uh, somebody That's- wearing some kind of Elizabethan, like, it's very extravagant. One of those, like, like somebody put way too much work into the costume. Um, it, it's practically cosplay at this point. Um, has won. Uh, and Carson goes, we'll get you your prize here once we, uh, clean it off and everything like that. Uh, uh, and, uh, the rest of you, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a happy Halloween. And don't forget to, uh, tip your bartenders. Have a good night. And the curtains close. And then, like, some house music starts playing. Like, you know, like, there's just, like, like, house, house music. They're just piping it over the speakers. Like, 
effectively probably getting ready for the last band to go on. Um, but yeah. Uh, and it is currently around 12.45. Midnight 45. Okay. And you're making Can... your way to the security room. Yeah. Was that Altair? Yeah. Can I make my way? I want to try to catch uh, Carson. So I don't know how to get there, but try to make my way backstage uh, to where he may be. Yeah. So the security room, you passed it on your way in, Aaron. It's not in that back hallway, but it's right beside that back hallway. Um, back hallway bar security room over here yes 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 yeah and then a stage alternating from the bar um uh and you see altair make a beeline for the stage um just just zoom just like go off see ya and is like making his way through the crowd um let's go ahead and go to security room you three okay. first. Um, you get to the door. It says security on it. Um, Actually, I turned to books. Do you mind going with him? Keeping an eye on him. We don't know if whoever did that's still lingering around. Uh, go with Altair? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, sure. Thank you. All right. Um, so Books follows after Altair. Uh, not hard to follow Altair at all. Um, the most sticking out the most while trying to blend in the most as well. Um, it's just like, excuse me, pardon me. I please don't touch me. Um, yeah, I hear it. Um, yeah, and it's 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 uh, Madeline and Aaron at the door. What? It's Jada. Who's... Need to ask you some questions. Need to ask... Need to... Motherfuck! And, like, opens up the door. Need to ask me... Get in here. Yeah, thank you. Um, as you walk into the security room, state of the art. Uh, you got about f 15 to 20 TV screens up on a single wall. Uh, there's two security guys. They are wearing like, like security guard outfits, but they're like all black and everything. They've got guns at their hips, um, all this stuff like that. It's got its own Mr. Coffee in there. Um, it, it, about as state as the art, state of the art as security offices go in a nightclub. Um, just keeping constant eyes. And then Jada is like, 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 come in and like turns and then like walks over. You see the Jason Voorhees mask is sitting on top of a file cabinet and she is staring at a screen and rewinding and like looking at like all angles and stuff. I'm going to watch over her shoulder for a second. All right. Well, are any of the cameras infrared? Um, let me make a roll. No, not that state of the art. Okay. I'm going to watch over her shoulder before I interrupt her. Okay. Are any of the cameras where I followed that guy? Yes. There is one that, that's aimed at those double doors that you walked out of okay. with him. Uh, but right now, as you can see, the door is closed, and there just seems to be a couple of roadies 
that are moving some guitars that are like some like cables and stuff onto the stage and everything like that. Um, and she's just kind of going over, she goes, and she's like looking through and she's like, nothing on that one. Switch over to camera four for me, please. Is there anything that you need? Yeah, a, a little bit more guidance since I arrived in town four hours ago. Guidance. Got it. Wait. I, my apologies. I think what he means is any information that you may have on people that are threatening the prince, people that might be some suspicious kind of characters that we could start looking into or something. By the way, if you check that camera right there, I followed a gentleman out earlier. Might be something, might be nothing. Anything additional you can give us will help minimize the amount of time wasting evidence we put on your desk. Uh, camera 12. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so, so any enemies or anything like that, anybody that seems kind of out of the sorts, you know, what the fuck, Madeline? It's Silverson we're talking about. You understand? He's got enemies coming out of the goddamn rafters. I mean, I mean, obviously, he, he's carried enemies since he left St. Louis all that time ago. Uh, Peter Zoon had enemies this whole time without anything like this fucking happening. So what's different? That tombstone, fuck. Tombstone who? The, I don't know the the graffiti and the guy in the hood that's going around and is like torporing or diabolizing our kind. Okay, things have been getting weird ever since that started happening. People have been getting more bold. Okay, I mean I just had to cut some fuck's head off because he decided that he wanted to feed on fucking Carson's territory. You know how messy that fucking gets. Carson wanted to rip his fucking balls out and feed him to him. I don't even know if the guy had balls, okay? He's a kindred. He's not using them. I'm aware. Oh, speaking of, we have someone being held upstairs who is feeding in the back alley. Okay, great. Excellent. As uh, my clan, we won't miss him at all. Make any judgment you need. We'll ask questions and stuff like that. It's probably just someone trying to leech off of something. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, it was. So with Tombstone... <sighs> Yeah. Are there any common threads that you've seen from the shit he's been doing? Um, Five Point South mainly sometimes dips into the industrial area in between Avondale and here. Um, never goes into Central City. Central City is where downtown is. Um, okay. The primary, primary majority of uh, downtown. Um, but he stays mostly in Five Point South or Glen Iris. Um... Okay. Never goes after, for what we know, he might be feeding on the mortals, but always goes after a kindred. Okay. Um, always seems to be on nights that it rains, but it's been kind of a rainy season so far in fall. Um, it started happening about a month ago. All right. And how do we know he came into town? Um, well... Uh, kindred weren't being displayed or left underneath graffiti that has a tombstone with an onk on it. Mm -hmm. And then that started happening. Is that the only new graffiti in town lately? 
I mean, it's Birmingham, so not likely. <laughs> goes. There's this one thing that keeps on popping up. Um, she is she is Alpha Squad. It says she is Alpha Squad, and then it has like these some kind of like tick marks or something beside it. But that's like popping up in like Avondale. It's it's, it's kind of different. Okay. Now, when I say what's different, that's the kind of shit I mean. Like, it could just been some kid with a Sharpie just tagging on different, like, power boxes and stuff, you know? Or it could be the person going after the prince. My god. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn a little bit and just, like, huff leaning against Aaron. It, hmm. I don't like this. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, all right. So, uh, can I can I use upstairs to talk to people? Yeah. Prince isn't here. Elysium was called early, so it's just a normal night here at Liner now. Just a Halloween party. So, VIP's all yours. We can just cut it off to people. Let me just clarify something you said real quick. Elysium was called early. Well, I mean, as in the rules are gone. She kind of gets like a, like a dead glare in her eyes. She goes, "Yes, I guess technically Elysium has been called." My God, is it fucking Could amateur we hour? Not. Does anyone else know that? No, we haven't told anybody. Can we not? Yes, we can make it seem like he's still around. That we're still speaking. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Oh God, Elysium needs okay. To... We might need help because I would like to speak to your friendly local anarchs because they're apparently here. Yeah. Night crew? Yep. Asshole! And she like hits like with the security guard on the right, just like kind of like pops in the back of the head. He goes, What the fuck? And she goes, yeah, Why didn't you, you fucking tell kill them? They show up in my house plenty. She says, why didn't you fucking tell me that they're walking in here? Ugh. It is technically Elysium, so they're allowed. Hmm. I might need help, because I would like to talk to them first. Okay. What do you need? Possibly muscle. But hopefully I can be charming. I'll see what I can do. Luckily, I also probably speak their language. Um... What's that supposed to mean? With that gesture, let's yeah. cut over to books and Altair. <laughs> uh, books, you're falling behind Altair, who's moving surprisingly fast through this crowd. Um, but still Doesn't want to be in it. Yeah. Um, and you get towards the door that leads to the backstage. Um, Altair, do you just walk, like, walk right through it? Uh, yeah, assuming that that appears to be backstage. Yeah, yeah, you see, you see it on, on proper, like, letters. It seems to be, like, some kind of, like, script font, but it says backstage area on it. And just, like, Altair just, like, pushes through. It's like, it's like oh, I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> I would like to actually break off from Altair and um, go sort of more into the crowd. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, you break off from Altair. You go, uh, are you going to, like, right in the very middle of the crowd? Um, 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I think I'm going to sort of like, sort of like take a lap almost around the like perimeter of the crowd. Okay. Um, and I, I want to activate Sense of the Beast. And I particularly want to see if, if there's anyone I know that, um, that I get the sense from. Got it. Got it. All right. Go ahead and give me either a resolve plus animalism. Yeah. Give me a resolve plus animalism, please. That is five. Five. You kind of rear the blood inside you. It's free. Um, and you, and, and, and you open your, your, your olfactory senses, your eyes get a little bit clearer, your ears get kind of tuned and you start kind of like looking at everybody. You see Among Us Girls is still there, but they're over there in a corner, like a booth still hanging out together. Um, she seems that she has found her friends, which is good. So that's one thing, one less thing for you to worry about this evening. Um, there's a couple of kindred, kindred spirit, uh, about you, um, actually kind of like dancing to this, like just generic house music that's playing at whatever, just trying to blend in. It seems almost like they're trying too hard to be like, yes, yes, no, I'm approachable. Approach me. Um, funnily enough, there is a buddy of yours named Malcolm and by buddy, it's somebody that you used to work with at Mellow Mushroom that went out with the bars with you all the time. And he had, like, the same shift as you. Uh, <laughs> and he is standing on the opposite end of the bar from where you see a couple of bikers standing over there. And, like... The bikers give off that that similar vibe to you as well, but you see this this guy Malcolm, who's like kind of like a tall, gangly. He's about six foot three, uh, has long hair that he keeps up in a beanie all the time, um, and he he constantly rolls cigarettes but doesn't smoke them. He gives them out mostly to people because people always bum him for cigarettes. So like he stopped smoking for a while back and now you're starting to connect why he stopped smoking because it seems that he's this kindred thing that they're talking about too he's kind of like you as well um and he's t currently talking to some girl or whatever and she see she seems very much out of his league because he looks like he's like this close to burnout like still works in the service industry but could burn out at some point and she's definitely like a doctor or a nurse or something at, at UAB. Um, I would like, um, I want to just go over by him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to specifically like interrupt this conversation, but I, I like sort of just post up like on the other side of him, like maybe the girls on one side and I'm on the other side. You see him and he, and he's like, he's looking at her and she seems into this conversation, whatever he's saying. He's like, so yeah, back in the day, I think it was about 18, 
I guess 1875 is when they started mass producing Jello. Okay, so before it was just made in home, but then they started putting tins of it with 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 soldiers' rations and everything like that, which is not a lot, what a lot of people realize or anything like that. So so when you get Jello starting with mass production, that's when you can start recognizing that the United States government was also mass producing hallucinogens. And she's like, no way. And he's like, wait, mm-hmm, definitely. And you see him pull out, like, a leather pouch, and he sets it on the bar, and he pulls out, like, a, a like a top uh, rolling paper, and he br brings out, like, a little bit of weed, and you can kind of, like, smell it. It's kind of rich because of the sense of the beast. And he brings out a little bit of tobacco, and he's kind of rolling it. And he goes, so... When they started putting these hallucinogens in the jello, what it was really doing was the jello was counteracting with the hallucinogens. So it wasn't providing the desired effect. So when they were so when they distributed amongst the general populace, it actually Oh, what's up, books? How's it going? Um and he goes, so and he's like looking at it, he goes, when they've developed all this stuff, it developed instead of a hallucinogen a kind of aphrodisiac, as you will. And thus, if you eat jello, it makes you, and he hands her the spliff, want to fuck. And she goes, I don't even know if I want to fact check that. <laughs> and she's like, uh, "How? how's it going? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to interrupt. I'm just hanging out. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah, no, it's been a long time since I've seen you. You haven't been around. Wait. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Malcolm? How you been? Good. You stopped coming into work, which is like, I mean, fuck me, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, um, the uh, the shifts became a little bit rough for me. Uh, yeah. Shifts at a pizza I, joint became rough. Yeah. They did, and I, I I want to like look as serious as I can, like uh, as I'm talking. Um, I'm just like, um, uh, uh, can I ask you something? Yeah. Hey, Melanie, was it? And she's like, Yeah, you actually got my name right. And he goes, I'm good like that. Why don't you go smoke that? Enjoy yourself. And we'll link back up in about 35 minutes. You can go ahead and check that whole Jello thing. Don't look at Wikipedia, though, because they're lying to you, okay? And she goes, okay, yeah, thank you. And, like, she's like, bye. And, like, turns and, like, walks off. He goes, yeah, you good? Do we need to go someplace private and stuff like that? There's, like, this really, like kind of like dingy bathroom stall. Every place has them, but it's one bathroom stall that doesn't have a door on it. And I'm working on a theory on something like that is why that's the case. Um, I don't think that's necessary as long as, um, you know, I think, I think you'll catch on. Okay. But, um, uh, do you have any idea what the fuck that is? And I point to the Freddy Krueger. And he goes... And I, and I give him a very serious face. Serious face. And he goes, and he's like doing some mental calculation. And the curtain has closed 
on it, but oh, okay. he, but you, I mean, or he knows what, what you're was. talking about. Yeah, what that, yeah was. what that was. And he kind of like looks at you, and if you want to, you can give me a wits insight check. Um, and he goes, "Yeah, man, that was a crazy costume or prop or something like that, like special effects, like that's like some Tom Savini shit." Just one. Just one. He's kind of hard to read. But he's like, he's like some Tom Savini shit. Uh, it's a, he's like, it's a costume. Is that a prop? Yeah, like I saw, I saw the guy walking around earlier. He's like pinching girls' butts and stuff. Like he's, he's like saying, "Welcome to prime time, bitch," and stuff like that. You know, so like, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it uh, I don't know. It just, it was just a little bit. I guess uh, maybe, maybe, um, maybe I'm a little bit squeamish or something. I was just, I'm just wondering. I thought, I thought you might know something about it. You seem like, you seem like you just know a lot of stuff. You know. Are you? Are you okay, books? Uh. In a manner of speaking. Are you like okay, okay? Uh if I'm being honest, I'm not okay. But that's you don't you don't need to concern yourself with that. I just wanted to ask you a question. I think you and I should go talk. Uh Altair. Um, you make your way through the backstage, and you immediately hear, uh, what the goddamn fucking shit was that fucking, god fucking damn it, you got him fucking, cut him down right now, cut him down, god fucking shit, oh, they're gonna tear my head for this, fuck, man, fuck. Um, and then you hear, you see Carson, he like, like, check, like, the clipboard gets thrown. It's actually a really, really good impersonation of Nick Saban on the sidelines. Just fucking takes the headset off, fucking throws it. Um, that one, that one's for all of my, my Alabama peeps in the chat right now. Um, goes ahead, throws the headset, tosses the, the clipboard, uh, and you see the guy in the suit with the devil's mask. Uh, he's holding the devil's mask down, he goes... It's gonna be fine, Carson. Nobody even noticed. Um, and and he's like, no fucking nobody fucking no fuck you nobody fucking noticed. All right, I'm fucking sitting there with my dick pissing in the wind. If I could piss in the wind, fucking showing my ass right now. God fucking damn it. What do you want? <laughs> Looks over at you, Altairs. You're just kind of standing there, just like. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty mortified. Um, what's Carson's last name again? I'm sorry. Collier. C O L L I E R. Collier. Okay, so I think Altair will very cautiously approach this man, uh, and he'll say, um, "Mr. Collier, uh, sir, I, um, I wanted to ask you a few questions." about what happens you you wanna the prince has asked us to has asked you to investigate me to, to see what I'm the goddamn victim here alright I, I was the one that was on stage when all this shit happened by the way get him at, down cut him he is zip tied 
You shits? No, don't pull it out yet. We gotta make sure that he's in a safe place. He's gonna scream and holler, and then we're gonna have a bunch of fucking normies out there. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I am traumatized. Yeah, I was just wondering if you, um, saw anything from your perspective. Did I see anything? Well, I don't know. I was standing there. I was getting ready to read the goddamn names off of the fucking picks it up the fucking clipboard and then fucking all of a sudden i'm supposed to be seeing a bose sound system and instead i'm seeing fucking nosferatu clan nosferatu clan wimp laszlo khan struggled out like fucking jesus christ our lord and savior but fucking a little bit less hair and not as fucking ripped Alright, you understand what I'm fucking saying right now? If I could, I would have a Xanax right now. Maybe I just gotta find a wine mom that's out there and just kind of drink from her a little bit. Who, I think, well, actually, I think Altair takes a moment and kind of, like, takes a deep breath. Because <laughs> this guy is very angry. Yeah. And it takes a little uh, effort to not also get angry. Um, so, yes. so he, uh, takes a moment to take a deep breath and he says kind of through gritted teeth so who was responsible for propping up the the prize who was supposed to do the the bows whatever you said it was who was supposed to set one of the fucking rigger guys you know the ones that are always walking around they have fucking the, the black tape on their wrists and the theater nerds or whatever that we hire from the c college. Okay. And when Mr. Laszlo came down. Yeah. You looked out. Yeah. To the crowd. Well, it, it was more like they were looking through me, looking through my soul and everything, but I did look out to the crowd. Yes. Did, did anyone seem suspicious? I don't fucking know. Maybe that leather jacket wearing asshole that's been fucking walking around like, look at me, I've got a fucking motorcycle. Or maybe fucking dreadlocks up there was just like, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a baby vampire, but you know what? I'm going to make my way and I'm just going to fucking stab somebody and then display them so I can have my ass for fucking grits in the morning. Or maybe, maybe. It's those fucking bikers that are hanging back there. The fucking Anarchs. The night crew that I'm talking about constantly. Just fucking burn them out of the whatever rat's nest they're in. But no, no. For some fucking reason, we have to maintain proper relations. Because we don't know what could happen if the fucking lupines descend upon us and eat our hearts out. I'm sorry, you didn't deserve that. I'm very angry. I can tell. I... And he kind of, like, pauses for a moment. He says, look, I'm just trying to figure out what happened. It's fine. Thanks for helping. And he, like, storms off. Not storms, but walks angrily away uh, towards the body, Mr. Laszlo's body. Uh, you start going to Mr. Laszlo's body. And he goes, well, there was one thing. And he stops and, like, turns around. And he kind of, like, glares at... Uh, Carson. And we are going to go to a break.
And we're back with the back half of episode two, chapter two of Iron City by Night, Night Terrors. Hope you all got a snack, got you uh, something, to, something to drink or nibble on, or someone to drink or nibble on. Um, insert Vincent Price laugh here. Um, <laughs> so where we left off, uh, Carson Collier had just told Altair, wait, no, I do remember something, but... We're going to cut back to Madeline and Aaron because mm. I like to do CW teen drama style editing where it's just like, cut, cut, cut. Tension. All right. So, Madeline, Aaron, mm. you had just got done talking with Jada and you were going to interact somehow with the night crew crew that was by the bar. Yeah. Uh, is there an empty beer bottle that I could grab? Yeah, uh, assuming you both step out of the security office. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I was trying to remember someone's name. Let's go. Are you familiar with Doyle? Oh, Jada yeah. goes, oh, that fucking salamander of a fucking kindred yes yes i'm familiar with doyle he came up to the the prince and when he introduced himself presented himself and said that he was from biloxi or baton rouge or something but then we did some digging on him found out that he was kicked out of new orleans yeah um i had terrence hole him up in a room upstairs because he was feeding on some woman in the back alley that's who was feeding in the back alley? Okay, uh, okay, okay. Um, I don't think he's actually involved, but... I'll just rough him up a little bit and send him on his way. He's mostly harmless. Okay, I'll take care of that. Um, anything else? No. Um, did, um, I'll signal if I need help with the night crew okay behind the bottle of patron silver on the bar that's up on the wall all you have to do is wave at it and then we'll go ahead and have somebody sent to you perfect thank you thank you after you darling okay jada turns Madeline is very focused on that word and just walks out and i'll grab the first empty beer bottle i see Okay. Just kind of carry, I'm just going to kind of like lazily carry it at my side like I finished it. You find a bottle of uh, Michelob Ultra uh, and just grab it from uh, from a table from a frat boy that doesn't even notice it. And then you just kind of pour it out quickly. And then you hold it like it's an empty bottle at your side. Uh, and you two start making your way towards uh, where the night crew have gathered around. Uh, before, we get, before we get close to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean over to Ian. I was going to say... Who's Ian? Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lean over to Aaron. And just... There are a bunch of little shits that show up in my haven all the time. They'll likely know me, but they won't know you if you want to use that to your advantage for any reason. I would like to, if you can just hold back for a minute. Okay. And don't take anything I say personally. Um, as you are walking up towards it, you do notice, and books, you do clock them as well. Um, you see Ian and 
I did it. Uh, Aaron and Madeline. Um, <laughs> I'll shame myself. Who's Ian? All right. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I'll see Aaron. And, you see Aaron and Madeline walking towards the bar, almost like they're walking towards you, but their eyes are focused past you. Um, you two see books talking to some six foot three guy. Looks like a skate rat burnout kind of dude service industry definitely just from the smell of them i'm going to walk up to the bar where the night crew guys are now that they've been pointed out to me and they probably look vaguely similar to me actually i assume uh instead of one of them okay so there there's there's three of them mm -hmm. um there is a short one that's wearing a denim vest with uh okay. patches on it Yep. Uh, decidedly biker patches like MC Club. On the back, you see it says um, it says uh, 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 Iron City Haints on it. Okay. But um, on the front, you see like Sergeant on one side, uh, the one percenter patch on the top, and then you see um, uh, TNC underneath the one percenter. Okay. Uh, and then. Um, this guy is wearing a bandana folded over, just like you know Billy Zabka style bandana. Uh, he's wearing his sunglasses inside. He's got the mutton chops, um, and he is currently um, doing the uh, chopsticks with the the sake bomb on yep. the bar and being very loud and obnoxious. Okay. Uh, you see one guy who clearly has like that uh, I'm the leader of this outfit kind of look. Uh, you would know that's Marcus Wyndham, Madeline. Uh, he's wearing a leather jacket proper, like Aaron here. Um, but he has similar patches, but yep. it, one says lieutenant on it instead of... Yeah, but he wears it like a tool. Yes, very much so. Uh, dark complexion. He's wearing a watch cap um, folded over on the back of his hair. He's got a goatee. Um, and he is just lean he's not drinking anything. He's leaning and like looking at the crowd all across them. And then the third one is, um, staring intently at Aaron. Uh, he's about six foot six, uh, rippling muscle. He's wearing no shirt, just a leather, um, just a leather, like his colors, uh, and he's got, uh, it's, it's got men at arms patch right there. One percenter TNC and then Hank's back patch as well. Um, and he's got the braided goatee, uh, bald head, uh, and he's got, uh, tattoos on his head as well. That makes it look like a skull. And he's just kind of, he's, he's like staring at you as you, as you're walking up. Okay. I'm going to walk right up next to him. All right. And I'm uh, going which to... one are you walking up next to? Oh, the, that last, the last guy. The last guy. Okay, the big guy. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm going to ignore them for a minute and flag down a bartender. Mm -hmm. Order. Same bartender from before. Uh. Uh. uh, uh Highland Park. Okay. Uh, yeah, excellent. I, yeah, I remember you from where it's been a while. I haven't seen you back at the bar here. It's kind of slowed down a little bit. The bar people are dancing more than drinking. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ebbs and flows if you've ever mm -hmm. worked in the bar industry. Um, and and grabs a glass real quick. Grabs a bottle of Highland Park. Pours it. Uh, looks about like, looks at you. 
pours about the amount that she thinks would be good, hands it over to her, and she goes, just put on your tab? Yes, thank you. Of course. Puts it up like there, and the, the big guy beside you, and books, even though there's a lot of noise and everything like that, and you can hear like the bass kind of thrumming in your ears, there's a tension in the air from the six foot six guy at the end of the bar, and you can see Aaron, a shit-eating smirk. Not a grin, but a smirk on his face as he gets his, his Highland Park and he sniffs it, looks at it a little bit, and like Back down in the bar. Like like pool balls. Billiard balls. Clacking around this guy's voice just goes I think you're in the wrong part of the bar, mister. Why's that? We'll see here. This is where I stand. And you're awfully close to where I stand. And I don't see a patch that uh, shows that you should be standing here. Um, quietly, I say, and I'm also pretty sure this is Elysium, and you don't, probably would not want to break those rules. I smell it again and set it back down. Goes, I'm holding it in my hand when I set it down, though. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, it's Lysium right now. Mm -hmm. But once we get close to 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and that sun starts arising, mm. say we just chain your ankles up to the back of my ride out there and see which one of us bursts in the flames first. Fun game. Played it a few times. What are you riding? Look here. And then... The guy with the, the full leather jacket goes over. He goes, now, now, Rex, calm down, all right? Mm. Look, fella, I don't want to get in any problems here or anything. Like you said, mm. this is a, a gathering place right now. We're just trying to have fun. And yeah, the guy yeah. goes, goes, man, these are some fucking dense-ass chopsticks. Oh! And then, like, goes and then knocks back the sake bomb and goes, yeah, what he said. Uh, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to cause any problems. I saw some fellow bikers. Thought I'd introduce myself. That's all. I'm new. Nice to meet you, new. I'm Marcus. Hmm. Dad jokes. He just smirks at you and he goes, "So you're new in town? What are you riding?" Hmm. Uh, seventy-seven Bonneville. Ah. That's your Bonnie that's in the alleyway. Yeah. Very nice. Saw it when I came in. And he kind of leans forward and he goes, um, he looks at a bartender and just holds up his finger and then taps the bar. And he goes, so um, what's somebody like you riding a Bonnie doing up hanging out with all the suits upstairs? Trying to not stir up trouble too soon. <laughs> Looking at you, you seem like the type that trouble just follows you in. Sometimes I leave it far enough behind me. Well, new, you look pretty smart. So I'm going to let you in on something here. Mm -hmm. While this is Elysium, mm -hmm. and there's all these cammy fucks walking around here, acting mm -hmm. like they know what's up. They don't. They don't. We saw the stage. We saw what the fuck happened to old fucking Laszlo Khan up there. Things are slipping. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Mm. 
yeah, that's uh, the impression I got. That's why I figured I'd introduce myself to people who are slightly more intelligent. Um, so let me get this straight. Why do you still hang out here? Just trying to keep our eyes on things. Report back to boss if anything happens out of order. Boss? Yeah. Boss. Speaking of bosses, you look like you could use another drink there, boss. And he turns towards the bartender. Holds up two, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, books. You're at the other end of the bar. And uh, Malcolm has said, uh, can we can we go talk? Uh, I would love to. All right, follow me. And he starts walking towards the back hallway where everybody seems to be going in and out of, uh, past the security room and goes into the back hallway. And you see the security guard standing there, just the one, the regular suit. Um, and he goes, Hey pal, where do we go for a smoke? And the guy goes, there's an area out front or back. And he goes, okay, why don't you go have a cigarette real quick? And the guy goes, yeah, I'll go have a cigarette real quick. And then just just walks out away from the hallway. And he goes, come on here. And opens up the fire exit door and then puts a brick in between it. And starts walking over towards um, some trash cans and some milk crates on there. And he turns and looks at you and goes, so what's up? And I, I don't mean like a general, like, what's up? How's it been going? How's it been hanging? But what's up with you? Like, what's up with you? Because I think I know what's up with you. And if I th- if it is what I think it is, then, well, then you're in a pile of shit right now. Well, I'm in a pile of shit right now, so I think it is what you think it is. Okay, so what if I told you that there was a clandestine organization of blood-sucking monsters that make every single decision from a local government level all the way to a federal government level right now, okay? Now, now stick with me, okay? Because this sounds like my normal brand of bullshit, but what if I told you that there was an equally clandestine organization that was dedicated to eradicating all of them, that has been waiting in the wings, shadowed, waiting for a time to strike, and now that time has come upon us, okay? What if I also told you that you and I are just been brought into this clandestine war between two clandestine organizations and we're just the pawns of it like normal everyday people, okay? What if I told you that big government is actually not run by lizard people, but vampires? Well, some of that you would be the second person to tell me and some of that you would be the first person to tell me. Okay. Um, But at this point, I... Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably nothing you could tell me at this point that would surprise me. So, I think you know what I am, and I think I know what you are, and I think we're working for the same person here. That I don't know. Um, but I would, uh, in particular... Um, just it's 
it's a little bit urgent. I would like to, you know, I'd like to talk mm -hmm. to you a little bit more at mm -hmm. some point, but I would like to know if you really know mm. what was going on mm. with mm -hmm. that staked guy out there. Yes, 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 yes. The staked guy out there. Yeah. You see what that was? That was a black ops strike force that happened from one of the clandestine sides against the other one, okay? He was placed there not as just a warning, but an invitation for them to meet because they didn't take somebody, because you know what? If that was somebody important, then this whole place would have been shut down. We all would have just been eradicated right there, just ripped apart limb from limb. But no, Everything's going as normal, and all of these fucking sheeple are acting like it's just Halloween, okay? It's the perfect cover, okay? Somebody gets crucified on stage, we all just laugh about it, and then we play some misfits, and then carry on with the rest of our evening. But you know what's actually happening is that there are two... So two... Okay, get with me here. One second two clandestine organizations but within one of those clandestine organizations there's also two or three splintered groups that have branched off and they're actually infighting against each other so other clandestine organization is taking it upon themselves to go and take advantage of the infighting between those other three groups all right are you with me here okay so two groups then to three then there's another one all right um do you know what these clandestine groups are called I've been taking notes and he pulls out like one of those like like field notebooks and he opens it up and he like pulls like a pen from out of his beanie you don't know where he fucking got he's just <laughs> in his beanie and he goes so I've been taking notes and I've been paying attention to certain online forums and I'm not talking about 4chan or chad ass reddit no I'm talking about real fucking online forums where people meet and deal in only cryptocurrency and information it is a highway and i'm fucking mainlining on it man i'm not even on anything this is the most sober i've been in three months my dude and he's like he's like flipping through and he's going and i found some key notes things like beast elysium Childer. Who says childer? Alright? It's not sweet child or mine. It's sweet child of mine. Alright? Okay? So there's code words. Alright? And so I've been and he flips the back of it. He's like, I've found that there's a code here. I'm holding chapstick. Where am I holding chapstick? I don't care. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, he's like going through and he's like, I think I've cracked a code. And I've actually discovered that what's actually happening is vampires and the Nicaraguan government have been going in over drug wars over here and the battlegrounds is Birmingham, Alabama, but we're not the only one, okay? This is happening in places like Atlanta, Montgomery, New York, Nashville, LA. There's a lot of shit happening in LA. Do you know that there was a mall that got locked down for a bombing? like a bomb threat and nobody did anything nothing happened all right um i don't even know that was rapid fire but you have been um um i guess informative um in many ways i'm just did trying you to help say you that out, you were like working for someone he puts his notebook up and he goes, yeah, 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 okay, okay. So 
I know you're cool, okay? And I'm cool. I think we might be working for the same guy. He's a guy that I met on one of these forums that was doing the same thing that I was doing. But he is actually here in Birmingham, Alabama, and he's doing something as a front, and I think I've almost tracked down who he is in real life, but he's been paying me in Bitcoin to figure out some more information for him. How how long have you been involved with this? You seem very like on the outside of it. I'm trying to stay on the outside of it, man. I'm not trying to get in too deep, okay? Because once you get in too deep, that's when you become obsessive about it, okay? And it becomes the only thing that you're worried about. You know, I'm still trying to get laid here, man. No girl wants to have sex with some dude that listens to fish and just talks about space aliens all the time, okay? Are you with me? You feel, you know, you're, you're pulling trim from all over town, okay? Well, um, do you think that you could uh, give me the uh, the URL to one of those forums? <sighs> or the... I don't know. I mean, I could probably, like, show you, you know, like, not, like, send it to you, but, like, show you. Because like, I'm trying to get my footing, and I don't want anybody to figure out, and I don't want to just bring in anybody, you know? Okay. What but, do you mean, show me? You know, like, we figure out a time when you can come over. I'll go ahead and set up, a, like, a secure VPN. And then we, I can go ahead and show you. So that, you know, I'm not, like, telling you. I'm not sending you instructions. But you kind of, like, learn on your own, you know? Teach a man to mm -hmm. fish, and he'll have food for the rest of his life. But if you give a man a fish, then he doesn't know what the fuck to do with the fish. He's just holding a fish. And he's like, I don't know. Do I start a fire? I don't have a knife to descale this motherfucker. You know? So, feed, you know, you know, teach a man to fish. And then teach him how to cook a fire, or make a fire. And then how to cook a fish and everything like that. It's a step-by-step -step process. Okay. I think that's, that'll work. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Are you working with anyone else on the ground? I know you're communicating with people online. Is there anyone else that you're working with? That's the fucking thing, all right? There's people all over the place that are learning this shit and picking up on things, but I'm the only motherfucker in Birmingham, except for this other guy that I'm working for. All right. Um, well... I think that's all the questions I have. Uh, I thank you for being so forthcoming and informative. I think you've probably been. Uh, no, dude. I mean, do you remember? You've, onion... you've told me the most stuff today. <sighs> well, I love hanging out with you, man. You know, do you remember onion hockey back in? You know, back in back in back at Mellow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like onion hockey. Yeah, I mean, and then like there was that one time. You know, at Nana Funk's, we don't like to go there, but we went there that one time because we got really drunk and we're like, we'll never go to Nana Funk's, we should go to Nana Funk's. And then that dude threw up on the pool table and I looked at you and I said, I've never seen anything like this happen before in my life. And this was a moment that was shared between us, like two star-crossed lovers. But we're not lovers, all right? Because I'm asexual. Well, not really, sometimes. Yeah. Nana Funks, sure. By the way, are are you feeling okay, brother? You look a little pale. Uh, it's been a rough day. Um, but uh, you've helped make it better. 
I'm just happy that I can help, all right? And he puts his shoulder on his, on his, uh, he puts his hand on your shoulder and he goes, now, I'm going to go find that nurse I was talking to and I'm going to go sell her drugs because I really need rent money. And he, he goes, I will catch you later. <laughs> and he turns and he walks inside. Um, Altair. Yes. Finally. That, we've gotten here after that cliffhanger. Uh, Carson's looking at and he goes, there is one thing. Altair gives him the go ahead expression. Don't you think it's a little suspicious that uh your sire didn't show up tonight? That your sire sent you instead? I think at that um Altair kind of he hadn't even thought about that. That didn't even cross his mind. And he hesitates for a moment and then he says no uh that's it's not suspicious at all i surely asked her just d didn't want to come he he this isn't really his his is kind of his kind of deal what why why would you think that that's i don't know it's just because you know silverson likes to keep tabs on people you know likes to keep an eye on them make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and well I don't know how to tell you this Altair because you seem like a good kid but like Aster kind of left after you left and he hasn't made it back home yet apparently just from what I heard so I mean it just looks mighty suspicious from my point of view and I would really really hate for like the prince to find out about that or, hell, even Madeline find out about that, because she might do something to him. I, um... I... Really, it's not like that. It's not... It's it's, it's nothing. You, you, you don't have to worry about it, and Madeline doesn't have to worry about it either, and, um... I think... Carson could tell that he... Altair is getting pretty nervous. He's kind of like wringing his hands, um, not making eye contact with him at all. Um, oh, shit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you nervous or anything like that. I was just trying to help out your investigation and everything like that. Other than that, I mean, there was those biker guys that came in later. And I mean, you know, what if there was like a like a thin blood running around or something like that? That would be something to look into as well. Yeah, I um, I'll I'll look into it. Um, thanks, uh, Mr. Carson. I I will stop bothering you now. Um, and he's like slowly hey. backing away. Hey, Altair, don't even sweat it. And you know, if you want to, you can always come by City Club. You know, it's right there on top of the Regiment's Bank Building. It's that nice swanky cocktail lounge that you get the whole view of the whole city and everything like that. Come by. First drinks on me, of course. I mean, oh, uh, either one. Thanks. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I, you know, don't really go to clubs very often, but um, yeah. Uh, thanks, sir. I 
then he just like continues to like back away. Hey, I get it, Altair. And don't worry, you know what? It's not a club, it's a cocktail lounge. It's a very nice place. Um, but you have a great rest of your evening. And the guy in the suit with the devil mask, um, Ian Morris, uh, stops you and goes, Uh, by the way, um, I like your sweater. <laughs> Altair just like. Did you get that at like. Is that like a. Brooks Brothers or Banana Republic or LL Bean. I think literally all he says is yes, <laughs> and then like turns to go like stand by where, um, why can't I think of his name? Laszlo's body is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Laszlo, that's over. Yeah, they have they have they have unzip tied him, and he is now like leaning off to the side in the wings, and they have they're like cleaning off the Bose sound system thing, and like getting it, and they've like they're like about to raise the platform up with the rigging. Okay, can I take a look at just the general area, see if there was any suspicious signs of, like, struggling or, like, I don't know, any sort of clues? Yeah, go ahead and give me a Witson investigation. Detective Altair on the case. Haha. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, that is four successes. Four successes. Four big ones. Okay, here. So, when you're looking over this, the whole crime scene area, um, there is no signs of struggle. There are some scuff marks that you can tell by some one part of the lighting where probably the shoes were dragged uh and you can kind of match it up with laszlo the back of his shoes that lead toward the ladder that goes up towards where the rigging is uh, you'd probably have to investigate further up there uh when you're looking at him he doesn't have anything in his pockets uh laszlo doesn't have anything in his pockets you look at the stake and it looks like there's something carved into it or written on it it seems to be made out of like polished and varnished wood though uh, but you would have to pull it out to actually see what's written on it and to pull it out would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, um, who is like kind of tending to the body right now? Some like council member? member uh, like... No, it, it seemed like a couple of probably ghouls or somebody that like, okay. like Ian Morris is kind of coordinating all of that. He's kind of like, yeah, okay. yeah, take them, and then there, there should be a car out back. Go ahead and take them to the car. Make sure nobody sees them. And if they okay. do, just be like, ah, it's a Halloween prop. You know you know how to lie. Just fucking lie about it, okay? It's not that hard. You lie all the time. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and so I think Altair will, will approach, um, approach him and say, um, by the way, when you pull the stake out, I think there's something written on it oh really i didn't get that close because it's it's kind of gross isn't it i mean his face is all goopy it's uh you just ignore it um out of character question yeah um for the tombstone killings or you know mm -hmm. crimes does stake with things written on it does that sound familiar has that like uh Typically, 
so with the killings, it hasn't been like proper stakes. It's been items that have just been shoved into okay. that have like been used in makeshift yeah. shanks. But uh, I, I assume Altair has watched enough true crime documentaries or listened to enough <laughs> true crime podcasts or has been in psychiatry school for a while. Uh, you know, you, you've you've gone you've gone through your whole like psychology exams stuff like that. You would know that serial killers tend to escalate. So that's something that you could probably pull from that. Maybe I, I could give you a little bit further if you would want to give me a let's see here I always an intelligence want to roll an intelligence and academics maybe. Okay, I mean I'm down. I'm good at that. Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> uh, except I only got one success, so uh, <laughs> don't know how good I am at it actually. I would say because of everything going on, you even though it 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 aligns closely with your kind, um, Altair probably hasn't been paying a lot of attention to all the tombstone stuff because, I mean, there's so much else you've got going on in your life. Uh, killings are scary anyway. No yeah. Who's got time for that, you know? No. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so he, uh, Altair will also ask... Um, where are you um, taking Mr. Laszlo? Oh, shit. That's a good question. You know, we don't... Does anybody really know where he lives? I mean, we'd probably have to get the the Primogen online or another one of these Nosferatu or something. You uh, know? I mean, Madeline might know. Madeline? Madeline. Which one is Madeline? The cheerleader. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I guess we could ask her. I mean... That's fine. I don't really know a lot about the Nosferatu in this city, you know? There's quite a f there's quite a few of them, but I just, you know, I don't know. Uh, do you want me to go find her? You know what? That is not a bad idea. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and go find her, you know, and like, you know, let her know that we're back here, we're about to move him to a car, and we would actually be really, really grateful if she could tell us where he lives. You know, if she knows. I mean, I'm not trying to say that, you know, all Nosferatu know each other or anything like that. You know, I'm not that kind of person. You know? Like... Right. Yeah. This is okay. a mask, and he holds up the double mask and everything. Yeah, um, okay. I will go find her then. And just, like, slowly start walking away. Okay. We'll be here. And he pulls out his, like... And you notice that his, like, his phone is, like, a Blackberry. Like, it's it's, an, it's not even, like, Gosh. an iPhone or anything like that. It's, it's a Blackberry. And he just goes to, like, you know, tapping away at it as you start making your way outside. Uh, Madeline! Aaron! Uh... Marcus has I'm bought. watching him. Yeah, Marcus has bought Aaron a drink, and they seem to be having a chat, like just a, a, a chit chat, just like, just, just well, not even a chat. It's just kind of like silent brooding. Is this what men? <laughs> is this what men on bikes do at bars? They just kind of brood around each other, like. <laughs> I'm just leaned against like one of the bar tables with my empty bottle in front of me, but my hood kind of pulled down a little bit. Marcus goes, look, you know, if you, uh, it's all nice and all that you, like, decided to, uh, to go ahead and, uh, present yourself to the, um, 
the the prints and everything. That's like that's like really really nice of you. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you ever want to like hang out or anything like that, you know, we've got a clubhouse that you can come uh, shoot the shit, you know, down with. You know, maybe uh, I don't know, stand by a fire and think about your unlife for the rest of your life. Or, you know. Maybe talk about raging against the machine that is holding uh, you and the rest of our kind back for hundreds of years. Or Are you sure Shorty's not going to use me for a pool cue? I goes, uh, the guy with the mutton chops goes, ah, nah, I'm shit at pool anyways. Now darts, on the other hand, those fingers look real sharp. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, I mean... This is not my cup of tea, uh, to put it nicely. But um, yeah, you don't look the type. <laughs> no, I don't. Question: While I'm here, though, because this will determine how long I'm in your fucking city. What was all that about? Oh, that. Hmm. The song and dance on the stage. With Carson Collier, yeah. piss and blood. Yeah, the 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 suit, crying himself to bloody tears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna shit his pants. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I don't know how much you know, but there's been this tombstone guy going around killing or torporing. Literally. Kendrick been here for four hours oh well yeah i mean I, I don't know where you're from or anything like that new but um yeah i mean there's this guy that's been going around staking or eating our kind and then leaving graffiti up there saying things like not your city or beggar king or pack up your bags things like that you know so i mean like you know just that just that that good and proper just like fuck shit up kind of attitude, you know? A, hmm. it's graffiti, so that always ruffles anybody's feathers, whether you're mortal or kindred. Um, and then B, I mean, he's going after camis, so, you know. Uh, mm. I mean, it doesn't sound entirely fun, but if he's only going after camis, I guess it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Is this a bot? <laughs> Shorty's just going, <laughs> and then even even Full of jokes apparently. Even Rex is going. <laughs> um, it's like fuck. Uh, uh, he goes. Um, I don't. Sabat Sabat haven't been here since like fucking what. 2010? Like, 2005? 2001? I don't fucking know. I mean, the only Sabat that we know of is our lovely sheriff. And she's reformed. Born again. You know? Really? Oh, yeah, no. Don't, don't you know? Oh, mm. fucking Alexander. Fucking, fucking four hours again. Seriously. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Sorry, I forget. You're a baby. Yeah, no. Uh, Just here. Baby Iron City, of course. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, 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 no. She was like some shovel head that, you know, just kind of like, kind of made her way up through the ranks, and then she got left behind enemy lines, and 
Silverson decided that he was going to make an example of her. And we all thought, because I wasn't always like this. I used to be like your friend over there, you know. Um, oh, the, the, the guy with the dreadlocks that you've been walking around with. Oh, the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to be Cammy too, you know? Surprise, surprise, and everything like that. And then, you know, I started, uh, you know, opening my eyes to things. Understanding that there's more reasonable ways to go about life. Yeah, on, on life, whatever. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just started making my way doing things and uh, meeting people. And I started to meet the right people, started reading the right literature, started forming my own ideas for myself, gave a middle finger to Silverson and the rest of his cronies, decided to throw myself the fuck out of here. But he did make a Sabat Lasombra sheriff because, you know, it's all about reaching across the aisle, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, there was a lot. There's a lot of that where I'm from. Um <clears throat> So what do you know about this tombstone character? Oh, f fuck all, man. You know, he doesn't go after my people. Why would we go after him? You know, and he wears a hood. He leaves graffiti around. A hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like apparently people that have like seen him because apparently he's helped people, people that have been like almost attacked by somebody and he swooped down, saved them, snapped some necks, write some checks, you know, see you later. Forget about it. What kind of that's fucking weird yeah isn't it like it's like he's like the fucking crow or something you know god that movie's terrible um yeah. okay i mean i guess it's not that big of a deal then nah i was thinking about heading out of town tomorrow because of that shit but yeah i mean you're not camarilla right so you ain't gotta worry about him yeah, so, all right, I gotta catch a snack, but, um, where's your clubhouse? Oh, oh it, um, it moves around. You got a cell phone? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Rex, give him your number. And the big guy goes, all right, hand it over. I hand him a phone. Yeah. He goes, oh, the buttons are cute. And he puts in his phone number and hands it over. He goes, mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and give a call tomorrow and uh, we'll let you know where. Sure. Will do. Good talking to you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Hey, uh, put all put all those drinks on my tab. I say to the bartender. You got it. And he goes, it's very generous of you. It's not my card. And I walk away. See you around. I walk straight past Madeline. Okay. Madeline, what are you doing? Oh, you're muted. Uh, there you yes. Go. As he walks past me, I'm going to tap the beer bottle on the table mm -hmm. and take it, and I am going to wander around, fake drinking from the bottle, but go in his direction. Go in 
Marcus's uh, direction? Aaron's direction. direction. Got it. Okay, cool. Essentially following after him, but making it look like just a drunk person wandering. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, books, uh, you have started to make your way back inside from your uh, talk with Malcolm. Uh, Altair, what, where were you headed? Uh, looking for Madeline, actually. Oh, look what happened. Coming from backstage. You see me kind of just wandering around mm-hmm. with a beer bottle. You're all kind of making your way towards the same area, to the VIP area. Uh, it's about 1 o'clock, getting on to 1.30. Um, so you're, the first wave of club goers is kind of lagging. And then there's, around 2 a.m., there's probably going to be a second wave of party goers when other bars close uh what are you all doing as you all kind of bump into each other i i want to see al tear walking towards me and just what um al tear will get like next to you get next to you that sounds creepy but you know stand next to you and kind of lean in and uh he says they're taking Mr. Laszlo's body away. I don't know if you know where to take him or if there's some place you think he should go, but they don't know where to take him, so... You see... I'm kind of the one who knows where he lives, so just have them put him in my car and I'll take care of it. Okay, uh, do you want to tell them that, maybe? Sure, I have a feeling if you say it, you'll stutter and they'll get suspicious of you. And we can't have you get next tonight now, can we? Right. Alright, show me where they are. And Altair will just start heading back backstage again. Uh, Books and Aaron, are you following? I think Books, are you still out? in the back um i made my way back in uh, okay at this point when i see altair intercept madeline i will walk toward the security area but kind of chill once i get a certain distance away and wait for them to see where they go and then follow got it yeah they start to make their way towards the uh the backstage like door the one that leads like backstage on the side of the stage um books you see that as well yeah if i see them i will i will head towards i will head towards them excellent all right uh you all in one way or another make your way inside uh the backstage door you see that they have started to like wrap up laszlo's body the stake still sticking out of his chest and um and carson seems to have calmed down a bit uh ian is still tapping away at his phone. And um, they both look at all four of you walk in. And Carson goes, Oh shit, the gang's all here. Yes, uh, my young friend here. He, uh... <coughs> Sorry, that was me, not Madeline. <laughs> he uh, told me that you need some assistance getting my cousin home, so I came to facilitate that. 
Oh, yes, excellent. Yeah, if you just need to let us know where we can drop him off, then we can de-stake the motherfucker. We don't want him to cause too much, you know, ruckus. And he looks over at you, Books, and he goes, You see, when you get staked, you don't die, like in the movies. You just kind of lock up a bit, but it can be very painful coming out of it. And we don't want him to be screaming or anything, or it could cause a fright for some of our more um, sensitive clientele. But you get that, don't you, Brooks? Uh, it's books, and I I understand. Shit, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm usually better with names. Storyteller question. Do mm-hmm. I know what clan this guy is that I'm speaking to? Uh, Yeah, he's Ventru. Ventru, okay. prim- yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I hope that you will understand. I'm sure a man of your level and your experience can understand we Nosferatu can't just be given out our home addresses. I hope you understand. We have contingency plans and we have considerate next of kin contacts. So Mm. I have a car. If you put him in my car, I take him to the place that our kind has agreed upon. I'll make sure that Hannah knows all about it. All right. All right. No, I get you. Real Batman shit. Nah, I got you. Yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, we'll offload them onto you so I don't have to do anything and I can just go home later. I mean... Wonderful. We want to make sure everybody gets home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess... Well, I guess it's really up to you whether we can start letting Kindred leave. Some of them are getting mighty angsty out there, you know? Getting real mad. They're like, how dare you keep me in here? Well, I mean, are they mad because they think they're above being kept here or are they mad because they seem like they got somewhere to be i mean you know how they are i mean it's halloween they don't want to stay at one place the entire night who stays at one club for the entire night of halloween i mean (laughs) well i don't know about you but i think if our dear prince's life is in danger i'd rather lock the doors and let everyone sleep here till the next night if it means it keeps him safe look he looks around he goes let me level with you, all right? I'm a big fan of Alexander, all right? He and I are buds and everything. We get along. We talk shop. I'm, I feel there's an awful big butt coming. But you know how he gets. He's got his stories in his head, and he likes his movies a lot. And Oh, God. He just discovered anime, and that's just that's just a whole other thing that we're opening up right now and we're having to deal with. Fucking hell. But he... He gets ideas, and, you know, sometimes he acts on them, and, like... Yes, yes, I get it. I'm sure he thinks there's a Shinigami floating around here or some shit. I don't know what that means, but, yes, of course. He said Boogeyman a bunch of times. You know, ever since the siege, Boogeyman. Oh, okay. Sabat. That probably would have been something good to tell me. Yeah, no, I mean, he said it a bunch of times earlier. We just assumed that everybody knows that, you know, Sabat around. I mean... Ever since the siege happened, you know, and everything happened, and he almost got taken out. I mean, my previous, like, my, my, my forebear, Erasmus, had his head ripped off by a shovel head, okay? Just some random one just came and clipped him on the side, then pop, my off like top. you talk a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Thank you. But look, okay. Please just get my cousin loaded into my car so I can be on with my evening. Okay, I will get your cousin loaded into the car, but can you tell me if we can let some of these people leave now? Has your investigation options been exhausted? I'm going to turn to uh, 
Baron look at him for a moment, and I'm going to turn back and go, every person that you let leave, if you don't mind, and I surely would appreciate it, I need names and phone numbers. Just in case I got to follow up with anybody, you know? <sighs> that can be so exhausting. That's like 50 people, but okay. I will get I'll make names. sure there's a shiny, pretty favor in it for you. I will take you up on it. That is a deal. All right. I'll go ahead and get him loaded up in your vehicle. Thank you so much, sugar. We will let everybody go, and we will get follow-up information for them. Thank you. Don't you let everyone are go. an absolute peach. Don't let everyone go. Um, some of your boys have a Mr. Doyle held upstairs. Hold on to him. Shit, Cheryl, you got Doyle locked up in there? I mean, he's harmless as a fucking fruit fly. I mean, yeah, he sucks co-ed's bloods around here, and we gotta pop him on the wrist, but come on, he doesn't have a lot left in his life. I mean, he's been kicked out of damn near every other city that he's been from. I think it's worth letting him twist in the wind at least a little bit. Sure, if you want him to get his garters all tied up, then I guess, I reckon, we'll just let him stay overnight, you know? We'll, we'll block yeah, him up him in the box. let him sleep in a closet. Who gives a shit? Yeah, we'll put him in the bunkhouse. There you go. All right. All right. And I'm gonna turn to Aaron, since I know he drove separately, and I'm just gonna say, follow me. Mm. Thanks. Sounds good. Before anyone disperses, uh, Altair will kind of look to the three of you and say, I, um, can I tell you guys something really quick? Just, just come here and, like, motions for them to, like, come close that he can, like, whisper. Car Carson goes, I get it. Private stuff. Thank you, Carson. Bye-bye now. Bye. And he, like, He's like, why the fuck am I still here? And just like wanders <laughs> off. <laughs> That's a mood. That's Altair's mood too. Um, and he just goes, um, earlier when all of this started uh, to go down, I um, I saw something. What did you say? Um, it was, and real quick storyteller question. <laughs> you said there was bats or rats at the end of the premonition bats okay um and altair kind of gives a very quick overview of the premonition it's like i there was a tombstone with the prince's name on it and there were bats and they were okay they were hard that's a lot of words for the middle of the club right now okay i just i just wanted I, to, no. to let you know i want you to follow me along with aaron and books if you want to come you look like somebody who could probably use a very secure place to stay okay i mean i i have a place to stay but <laughs> don't right now trust me mm. for 48 hours none of us got a safe place to stay that's away from each other that my place at least has enough room that we can all get away from each other if we want it. Okay. Books that all right with you, son? I know that this is all new and annoying. Um, yeah, I guess. 
I suppose I'm gonna need a ride. You can hop in my car. All right. And with that, you have the two ghouls of, I guess, uh, they would be Ian and Carson's ghouls. Uh, you direct them towards where Madeline's car is. Madeline, where did you park? Exactly. I parked in the general parking lot. Um, Over behind I the like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. I like for a lot of people to look at my car. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, there's a, the, for those that don't know in Birmingham, there's a Chick-fil-A that's across the street from this area. Uh, and uh, it's a heavy parking, but it's a no parking place, but people park there anyways. Um, and sitting right in the middle of the parking lot, uh, with this covered ass fucking, <laughs> uh, they have it sitting in the alleyway waiting for you to roll up with it. Um, uh, but you go and describe your vehicle to the rest of the Coterie members as we walk upon it. It is a pearl white 1967 Cadillac completely refurbished with white walls, of course. It's too Hard good. Hard top. Hard top. Too <laughs> sweet. Uh, pearlized paint. Mm. Seems mighty swanky for someone who likes to stay hidden all the time. <laughs> it's not necessarily mine. <laughs> um, she gets this car slaps. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, not a motorcycle for you. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. I actually will go back to the alley. Grab um, the Bonnie. Yeah, grab my jet black mint condition, but obviously repaired several times. Uh, Triumph Bonneville and walk it across the road over to the parking lot because it is raining right now. Yeah, it's raining. So when you get to the Bonnie, you find on the saddle, mm -hmm. there is a compass on it mm. and it's like one of those old like cheap like like plinko like not plinko but like uh the the capsule toy compasses kind of like that yeah kind of like that but a little bit smaller um mm. just sitting on there and there's a note that's been wrapped up and like put inside the like the cap of it so when you take it out and it goes th it just says this will help you find the spot it just says M written on it. I slide that into my pocket as well as the compass. When you slide that into the pocket, you also realize that you have Books's wallet in your pocket. That was handed to him by Miriam. Mm -hmm. Cool couple of hours later. Or earlier. And you go ahead and grab the Bonnie and you walk her across the parking lot. Uh, while this is happening, um, well, Harry's going to take out his phone and send Aster a quick text. Okay, what does it say? It just says, um, staying at a friend's tonight. Don't worry if I don't come home. That's it. Got it. No quick reply or anything like that. Okay, cool, cool. Perfect. All right. Anything else? Once I get back over there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull the wallet out. Books. Here. Uh, I take it. 
Take it. Um. Yeah, I just I want to open it and see. It's a black, like tactical wallet almost, like the Velcro and everything like that. Three panel, um, something that like you know, want to be cops and twelve year olds have as a wallet. Uh, you open it up. There's no ID in it. There's no debit cards, no credit cards, no max bus card, none of that stuff. There's just 250 bucks in cash, and then there seems to be a note that was written on, like, a ticket from a diner from the Waffle House that's right down the street. I look at the note. Note says, don't listen to him. Learn what you need to at the library. All right. Um, I'll, I'll fold it back up and put it in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And do we all get inside the magic school bus? <laughs> Except for Aaron, I'm assuming. Except for Aaron. It's going to have Aaron. A- Puts a helmet on. Puts a helmet on. It's going to have a rough ride. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just kind of hand wave some stuff. Um, we are going to assume that they take the uh, the uh, caddy, right? It's a caddy. Mm-hmm. Drive it over to the alleyway. Have cousin, cousin Laszlo. Uh, is he put in the trunk? No? He is in the trunk. He's in the trunk, yeah. Cause, yeah, y'all are not going to weekend at Bernie's his ass or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, put him in the trunk, and you are all going to ride out to Sloss Furnace. Um, as you drive there, you you, t- you cut down 20th Street, crossing over uh, University and 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Uh, no, 6th, 4th, you know, backwards until you hit the light bridges. You can see homeless people sleeping underneath the 20th Street light bridges as you cross over. You get to 1st Avenue North, take a right, cut all the way down till you get the 1st Avenue North Bridge. You can kind of see it in the rain and in the moon. It's very heavy. The stovepipes and the blast furnaces of Sloss Furnace. It's just kind of perfectly is captured in the moment in the moonlight as you're driving past it cut off start making your way towards the fences Aaron you're following behind and before you get to the fence that leads into the proper or at least the museum part of Sloss Furnace delicately Madeline turns onto a gravel road that's kind of covered by some bushes that leads around and gets to a hole in the fence. Um, You probably would have missed this hole. It seems to be covered appropriately in places so that you have to follow the road into it and kind of have to cut back a little bit uh, to get into it. It takes some, some finagling, but she gets the big old Cadillac in there. And you pull up to a wheelhouse that is on the side of Sloss Furnace. Uh, it's not in the proper museum area or anything like that. And you all get off your respective areas. There's a nice little overhang awning that has like a bunch of rusted barrels that you can put the bonnie underneath um, just to keep enough rain off. 
And Madeline leads you to a... And I'm assuming who's carrying Laszlo? Not me. Okay. Not me. <laughs> Strong boys, then. <laughs> um, kind of like a fireman carry, almost, or like over your shoulder. Um, there's a ladder. It's not too far down, but it leads about 20 feet down um, into a sewer system. And I'm assuming, Madeline, correct me if I'm wrong, but Madeline has to lead the way. Yes. And things get very twisty and turny. Uh, you're more than welcome to try to make a wits awareness check, but it's a very steep difficulty if you want to. Oh, I will. You want to? Uh, before we head down to, I also grab a leather, the kind of messenger bag out okay. of the seat. And I also wipe down the bike. Take very good care of it. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just gonna very much. Let's go, ducklings. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna use heightened senses too. Okie dokie. Okay, go ahead and roll that for me. I just follow closely. <laughs> almost, but not quite. Three success. Three successes. It's almost a. Hmm. At hmm. first, you're like you're like left, right, right, and then straight crosses over a four-way then takes a left and then after you're like wait was that a left or a right yeah was that a four-way you don't get it until finally you get to a blast door of sorts um and madeline goes through a proper routine of opening said door and allows you all to enter into her haven. And that is where we are going to end our chapter tonight. We will pick it up with a little bit of um, pre-going to bed since it's only about 2 a.m. You've still got about three hours left of like total darkness until the sun starts coming up. Uh, so we'll we'll start next session in two weeks with a couple of cleanup there, and then the next evening we might yeah who knows we'll see where the story goes.